0: Welcome to Crit Apocalypse Episode 135. You taking a massive deep breath at the start there oh, that I'm going to have to edit welcome out. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse Episode Jesus. 135. My name's Matt. Who am with my, my co-host, co-host, co-host. What do you think of that title? Do you like taking co-responsibility for the things I say?
1: Who cares? And yeah, I'm
2: the one. I'm just the one who edits it and yeah, and, and uploads it, online, it yeah. and does the thumbnails and yeah, the you, time codes and yeah, you do all, all the, that sort of stuff.
0: You do all the easy stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so how you, you feel? This, this, really this week? How you feeling this week? How you doing, girl? Um,
2: I'm gonna have a heart attack in a minute.
0: Really? You don't feel great. You mm. ate a lot of pizza, though. How much pizza did you get through?
2: Uh, I left one slice.
0: Jesus fucking Christ! Even though I only made halfway through it. But I did eat all those collie wings. Before.
2: All I've eaten today was um, cereal. I had like one cereal.
0: I had a burger that I had in the freezer, no bun, with some chips for breakfast. You just ate a frozen burger. No, I put it in the oven with oh, the chips, man. and I ate those. Um, and then, and then we both ate two apple, apple. That's all I've eaten today. Apple things, two apple strudels. Um, and then I did a ten k, ah. which was a bad idea. The worst, the worst thing about running right now is that because it's lockdown, it's sort of been eased up so everybody can do as much as much exercise as they want. People are going further out. So whereas I was like making a direct path to go to sort of more remote areas, so that I could because if you go. This is really boring for anyone who doesn't run. But if you yeah, run... It's if boring you run, for everyone, If you yeah. run up the road and then you go through the woods, there's a couple of little alleyways and then they lead through what looks like a close. If you go through the close and turn left, there's a path that leads through the woods. It looks really creepy because some kids have drawn like rainbows and stuff and put them around the woods... And I thought, oh, it's just some kids doing the NHS thing. But you come to a tree with a load of weird ornaments hanging off of it. Oh, that's the
2: suicide forest.
0: <laughs> it must be. Um, and, then, and then, so I was like, okay, I'm probably going to go. I'm probably going to go a different direction when it's dark, so that I can avoid this incredibly creepy witch's nest that I've discovered. So I turned left where there's actually like street lamps and stuff like that. And uh, but to, but over the last few days, because I've been going out during the day to go for a run, because it's been a little bit cooler, tiny bit cooler. Um, I I took took a left turn. And they've set up like a weird little clubhouse where they've built these houses out of sticks and put paper fronts on them with little doors that open and close to the insides. I didn't want to stick around to have a look at this thing because it genuinely looks like it's some sort of shrine to the dead created by children. Yeah, told you. I think I found the pet cemetery. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's loads of people out right now, so it's a bit awkward. I saw awkward. Logan Paul going in there the other day. Oh yeah, that's that's where he filmed his video. Yeah. Where he took the shoe off the dead body that was hanging from a tree and licked the toes. Hmm fucking grim um, but yeah like it's just there's loads of people out now and it's it's just a bit infuriating you can't really run but also like it's hard to avoid people because you sort of get one path you can follow when you're running and then either side of that are ankle breakers because you know where it's like you can see like it's got like a divot the divot's flat in the centre then either side of the divot there's like a small like sort of shelf almost where like obviously people get out of the way for other people that are walking down this path it's, it's a bit just... of a nightmare break your ankle i don't want to break my ankle oh there's also roots everywhere so i just i'm going to avoid it going forward i'm going to run just i'm just going to do road runs it's fine so it's been a busy week there's been lots of stuff happening quarantine that's still going on dominic cummings was today absolved of any crimes despite the fact that he traveled what was he broke quarantine five times they've revealed now it's probably i don't know roughly about five times so apparently if anyone's had a fine in the quarantine or been told off Apparently, you can just say, "I'm not going to pay it. I did it because I did it for my kids." Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that is a reason to not follow quarantine guidelines, and there will be no fines for anyone. There's no way they can stand this can stand up in court now, is it? Like you it's can't court. Cool. It's just the... no, but they got fined. So if you if you were to, if you were to go if you were to Meaning receive a fine, got fined. pardon, he has got fined. No, I know he hasn't. But the problem is they're setting a precedent that someone could make a decision based on their own means or wealth or, oh, or no, situation.
2: You know, if if you're not rich.
0: Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is, despite being rich or poor, if you set a precedent that something is fine and you are able to do it, and the government has advised you that that is that is fine, and you receive a fine, and then you then you go into you say to them, "I'm not <clears throat> going to pay this. I'm going to repeal this." No, they'll only let you off if you're already rich. No, but even it if it doesn't matter what the rules are. If you were in court and you did a Tony stuff and you just whipped out your phone and you started playing an audio clip of Boris Johnson saying, "If you made the best decision based on what you know as a parent," To look after your children regardless of the lockdown.
2: I'm not going out. You're not allowed out.
0: But that's that's the crazy Stay in thing. Your isn't cage. It? How can you be so stupid that you've done this? How is mm. Boris Johnson that fucking stupid? Not stupid. He's protecting his
2: rich mates. Yeah, that's but the whole how thing. is he so fucking stupid? It's the whole, problem, this whole scheme.
0: Yeah, I know, but <laughs> it's just fucking stupid, isn't it? Like, mm. we saw shit like this before happening, but it was on a smaller scale, so it didn't really bother us. Well, it bothered us. It was still a bunch of cunts in power, but now it's just this whole fucking thing. But anyway, that's. More news. Tenet's coming to cinema still.
2: Still, We can't talk about news. John Krasinski sold good news. Did he? Yeah, John Krasinski sold all the news and then he's not going to be on it. Is he not? No. His YouTube channel? Yeah, he sold his YouTube channel to some network. Really? So it could be a TV show. Because that's what celebrities do. They just, they shill some, they make up something.
0: But surely (coughs) Cody Johnson's got the rights to that? (laughs)
2: No, here's some more news.
0: Oh, so this is like a real, I, I mean, I don't want to. This is like a real Quilby, Quibby, Quibby, Quilby. What was the What was the name of the Struiser? Quibby? Quibby. The That's thing you that. only discovered this week. Yeah, the thing that I discovered. Yeah, I've
2: been keeping an eye on it since it came
0: out. The thing I, that I discovered hilarious. this week took out a week's <clears throat> took out the free free pass for a week and watched everything on it. In and the you a lady with the golden arm? No, what is oh, that? Oh, she gets a she
2: gets a prosthetic golden arm and she won't leave it alone. When the gold is that the horror series? No, nah, where Sam Raimi directed this. Yeah, yeah. And the gold's getting into her blood and it's given her some disease. And she's like, "You have to take off the arm or you'll die." She says, like, "I can't be without my golden arm. I love my golden arm, and
0: it's just awful." Sam Raimi's not really giving me much hope for that Doctor Strange sequel. <laughs> He doesn't care. They gave him money and he that's just true. And it's quirky. shat something out. <laughs> it's quibby. No one's going to watch yeah. it. No one's going to see it. Um, but yeah, I, I subscribed to that for a week. Um, I'm going to review it later so I won't talk about it too much. But other than that, Tenet's still getting a cinema release? Don't give a shit. Do you not? You're not a Christopher <clears throat> Nolan fan?
2: Nah. Really? Just makes soulless, empty films.
0: I don't think that's always true. Mm. You like Batman? Dark Knight trilogy? Didn't like Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, but no one like Dark. Knight. Well, actually, that's not true. I like Bane and Dark Knight Rises. I think I'm the only person who like Bane and Dark Knight Rises. I think that he's he's an effective villain. I just wish that he was a villain in his own right. Because I know he's a mercenary, so he's often hired by people. But come on now, League of Shadows really commanding Bane, who in in most of the comics is like he's from Brazil, isn't he?
2: Mexico, isn't
0: it? Is he Mexico? He's a luchador sometimes. Yeah, but he's, he's like from Mexico. Then I thought he was Brazilian. hey he's
2: from a pit. Yeah, he was one. born in the pit. <laughs> Not
0: really from anyway. <laughs> you were the doctor, the doctor. I was born in it. And he's um,
2: all like, you know, there's two faces.
0: <laughs> it's
2: his face <laughs> and my face.
0: I, I've that been, bit in Dark Knight Rises was great. I've been keeping up with Harley Quinn. There's two <laughs> episodes left to go. Well, I think three episodes left to go for the season. And it's been pretty great. Uh, but no, but like, Ten is getting a cinema release. New Mutants is actually coming to cinema. And the big news Big fucking news, especially for us, because we loved Justice League so much already. Justice League is getting a re-release, the Snyder Cut. Yeah, I watched it again yesterday. Did you? Yeah, I've watched Justice League multiple times. <laughs> it's a feel-good. Fun I've movie. tried to, so I get so to. Much fun. I get to the point where they're in the Bat Spider going up the pipe again, and then they suddenly appear at the top, yeah. and I give up. I can't keep watching oh, after. They I appear just at
2: the top. Pun. What do you mean they go the Bat Spider and they suddenly at the top?
0: They like go in the Bat Spider, <clears throat> and then the next scene after you see them rising up in the Bat Spider and the water and stuff coming down is them just like being like, We're here.
2: Aquaman saves him. Does he? Yeah, Aquaman jumps through the tunnel and blocks the water If off.
0: I watched another cut of <laughs> this, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've watched my own cut, I just cut out everything involving Aquaman. Um, it's going to be bad. My man. Uh, it's going to be oh, bad, no. isn't it? Do you think they'll bring back slightly chubbier Ben Affleck? <laughs>
2: To be in it. There's just... going to be CGI actors, isn't it? I'm, I'm telling you, people are going on about they, uh, they laugh about the old um, CGI mustache thing. Mm. There's going to be shots in the film where they've completely digitally replaced Batman. They'll have like a, someone on set and they'll digitally replace his mouth. So oh, just like, film, just have get ben him Affleck, to do, a, do ADR, he might do ADR, and then they'll CGI a mouth.
0: Just ADR on the face and the mouth, and then <coughs> green screen the rest of his body, and then have someone else on set and the Batman suit. in a better Batman suit. Yeah, Um I mean. No, the, the thing that the thing that really... That I, I keep what are you wracking, talking about? You're supposed to be reviewing stuff. I, want to, I just want to quickly get this out. Fuck off. Wasn't the whole promotion Unite the Seven? Yeah. That was like the big thing, wasn't it? No. Like Unite the Seven, the Justice League, Unite the Seven. There's only six members of the Justice League in that film.
2: Martian Manhunters in Zack Snyder's version. What? Martian Manhunters in Zack Snyder's version. Is that why it was Unite the Seven? No, the the, tra- the adverts would like unite. This, I think it just said unite. No, so it's sure it unite the seven.
0: Like that was that was like mm. a big thing. Like, the
2: seventh one is Alfred. But Martin Manhunter makes awesome. a cameo in the film. Does he? Yeah.
0: Is that who's glowing green when Alfred's doing the thing? And he's like, I wondered when you'd turn up.
2: Maybe, uh, Do you remember the trailer where yeah, they had yeah. like, yeah, that wasn't Alfred. That was um, Commissioner Gordon, wasn't it? I oh, can't it remember. Was, it was Alfred. Um yeah, Martin Manhunter was going to be in it. Jesus. Hmm
0: what like what it was you know there's
2: the general in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman I've heard about that yeah like, he was he's... Martian Manhunter yeah yeah there's Which that is... it, no one would remember by the time you got to watch Justice League they'd have to completely reintroduce the character remember when they killed Jimmy Olsen at the start of Batman v Superman
1: yeah <laughs> and you don't Just find out till you watch the him. credits <laughs> yeah
2: what
0: Unite the Seven like that was the whole thing ignore the ignore the obviously fake one but yeah Unite the seven. I don't know, that... I think, I'm pretty sure it just said seven. No, it was Unite the I Seven. I think it just said Unite rather. No, I think no. United
2: Seven is the fan thing. I'm pretty no, sure the no, original I'm, trailers was I'm
0: hundred percent just... sure that was released ages ago. Like that was like the big thing first, because they said they were gonna release like a bunch of
2: them. No. Nah.
0: Anyway, what are you anyway doing? sorry, sorry, You've sorry. You wasted twenty minutes. So review stuff and things. I'm gonna review no, it's not it's eleven minutes. I'm gonna edit it down to okay. eleven minutes. I'm gonna do a very quick review, my first review. I am going to review Katana Zero for the Switch. And I'm guessing for other platforms as well, because it's like one of those 2D, indie style games. It's, it's really... on the Magnavox Odyssey. Anyway, so Devolver Digital have done it again. They've released a retro-like style game, and, uh, and it's just fucking great. It feels a bit like Hotline Miami, but instead of it being top-down, it's side-on. You play as a, you play as a, um, a samurai, wielding a katana. Who has to find out? And what? Well, no, sorry. First, you're given targets to take out. Apparently, you're some sort of um, war hero.
2: Unite the League was the poster. I told you.
0: No, there's a Unite the Seven. I've just there gone was a Justice
2: Un- League poster.
0: Yeah, there was a Unite the Seven poster. That was a fan was. thing. I tell you, it wasn't a fan thing. It was like, it was it, seriously, it was like the posters they released for Comic Con like before the trailer.
2: Nothing. Nothing. No, no.
0: All in. I remember Australia's all in. I remember that being the fucking. It's a Justice
1: game.
2: League 2 poster though. That's.
0: Oh, there we go. That's real. Optimistic. <laughs> so, we're not going to talk about that again. I'm not going to talk about it again. Let's move on. I'll probably review Justice League next, next episode. Um, okay, yeah, but Katana Zero. So it's side on 2D. Um, think something like Shinobi, but it's one hit kills. Yeah. It's one hit kills and there's no. Um, There's no additional lives or anything like that. You basically get one shot from any character and then it reverses back to the beginning. You can slow time and sort of hit bullets back at people. That's cheating. And you can sort of dodge roll to go behind people. So if you have someone with a shield, you can dodge roll behind them and then cut their back. Um, It's all really fast, really fun, and it has that nice super hot feature where at the end of the the segment that you're working on, it will replay it back in normal time. So if you used a lot of slow-mo, you'll see it all as if, it's in standard time, and it looks really cool. Um, it's really fun, but it is quite short. Um, I think that I, it, I took quite a while to play it because I was playing this alongside Animal Crossing, The Messenger, and then other games as well. And and so I, I spent a lot of time sort of...
2: You're going to confuse Katana Zero with The Messenger, aren't no, you? No, 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 no. Because
0: mm. Katana Zero is quite possibly the perfect game, and mm. I don't want to talk about that yet. Because I'm not done with it That's yet. the one you said you were reviewing. No, I'm reviewing Katana Zero.
2: Yeah, you just said Katana Zero was the perfect game.
0: No, I said the messengers. No, the you perfect. didn't, you said Katana Zero. And it's on a microphone, so. Look, you're not gonna gaslight me today. Hmm? Not gonna do it today. Katana Zero is damn good. And it's and it's I'm always support it, you when you listen to this. <laughs> spot, <I think. laughs> it always goes on offer. So I picked up when it was about a tenner and I think it's it's totally worth 10 quid. It's it's worth I think it's 18 pounds normally. I think it's worth that. for the experience and there is more DLC coming it's just it's been a long time in the works and there is like there are little bits that you can do so there's little challenges you can do to pick up extra bits and there's a whole boss that you can you can miss if you don't if you don't do the the right things at the right times so I'm I'm thinking about playing for it again and then just trying to get that one boss but yeah like it's really interesting it's really fun and yeah, I recommend it to anyone who's, it's, like I said, it's perfect on Switch because it is 2D. It looks great. It's really vibrant, really bright and really colorful. I don't know if it would hold your attention as well if you had it. So it was on a TV screen. Um, just because it is one of those things that, that oh, you yeah, cause can
2: because you've got a GIMP switch that you can't play on a TV. Well, screen. no, it's
0: also, it's one of those games you can play in short sections. So each level is made, it's like compromised like 10, 12 sequences um. that you complete. So if it is really like the ultimate pick up and play thing, so if you're like you find yourself for five minutes, you can get through a few levels, then but be you spend like not. thirty
2: minutes on the toilet.
0: Yeah, closer to forty. Yeah. But that's what I'm playing at All Because 'Cause I'm playing those turn up turn games. I almost said turn up games. Turn up games. You gotta sell your nips. You gotta sell your nips. I've spent a mil on nips this week. That's stupid. It's not stupid. Pay your debts off. I've already done that. No, you haven't. Yeah. I've got like three mil in the bank. <laughs> Baby, I've been playing that nip market for weeks. Um, yeah, Katana Zero. Like, I really recommend it. I'm going to give it a Dame Judy Dench.
2: You're going to give it to Dame Judy Dench? A
0: lot of being cats when she's lying down.
2: She flicks her legs in the air. I
0: was going to say from the Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, where she's talking about the Necromancers. They
2: call Necromancers?
0: <laughs> yeah. And the ancient race of, what is, what is Riddick? What is Riddick meant to be? I don't know. What is the name of his species? I
2: don't know because no one remembers that film.
0: Yeah, the third one was better anyway. Your review, Ant? Nah. And your review? Uh, so
2: hot new game that we've been, that played was
0: brand new. Only came out yesterday. Is this going to be the thing that? Didn't come out yesterday, and came out weeks ago, and you forgot to review
2: it. And I'm recording this review at the end of February, to put into the review at the end of May, See, fixed it. Oh, nice, nice. Streets of Rage 4. It's alright. Yeah. So, Streets of Rage 4, so you called Streets of Rage 3. Surprising. It's not fighting force, as people always kept calling that Streets of Rage 4. Even mm-hmm. though it was not, yeah, they just wanted to make Streets of Rage, and Sega was like, "No." Um, but yeah, it's it's very much like the old ones. Loads of people. I've, Any time I've seen anyone like nitpicking, like saying, "Oh, it's no good," and all this sort of stuff, it's been like the most nitpicky stuff. And it always, you can always tell there's someone who's never played Streets of Rage before, mm. or thinks that a new Streets of Rage game should be like Devil May Cry or something. Like you get people saying, "Oh, where's the block button and stuff?" Like no blocking Streets of Rage. Like, oh, they've got no manoeuvrability. You can't do that. It. It's, it's a fucking tactical game. It's a slow, methodical beat-em-up. It's like all the Streets of Rage games are like that. The third one had, like, a dash, and that was, like, about as far as you got. Yeah,
0: you had, like, you a could, dodge dash. You could run. You? Yeah.
2: A couple of characters can do a dodge in this. Um, Adam can dodge when you unlock him. He's got, like, a you double tap, and he swings to the other side of the opponent. Is that
0: the younger version? No, wait, I'm thinking of Axel. <laughs> no. Nah.
2: But, um, no, nah, it's it's a good, solid game. The um, the one things I'd... Uh, my only real complaints with it is that the friggin' difficulty on normal is geared for multiplayer, um, and I imagine the harder settings are as well. Because like I play single player and struggling through it, and I'm playing with Paul who couldn't get through the first level on the on normal. Um, but we played co-op and played through the entire thing with no troubles at all. We lost to continue at the very on the last stage, and then we finished it like with yeah. no troubles at all, and that was on normal, not easy. <laughs> But, like, we breathed through it, whereas when I played solo, it was, like, a lot tougher. Like, it reminded me of when you played, um, well, not in the same way, but you know how, like, Golden Axe, if you play that solo on the Mega Drive, it's way harder than multiplayer, because the enemies will gang up on you on both sides. Whereas this, it's just that it's a much tougher slog to get through all the enemies, because I don't think it reduces the enemies down for single player. It keeps the same amount of opponents.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's, I think I, I came in, I came in here and I, and I said to you that, I decided to start playing it on hard because mm. I thought that that was meant like that was going to be like a challenge rather mm. than be impossible. But it's damn near impossible when you're on your yeah. own.
2: Also, the Xbox version's got broken combo system; they haven't patched it. They um, the Xbox version is uh, an earlier build, and so is the Windows 10 version. Okay, and it doesn't have the visual filters. You know, like when you um, do you know how to get the secret levels. No, no. Okay, so when you see an arcade machine, you pick up a. Cat one of the tasers, yeah. Because you only use it once, and you taser the arcade machine,
1: okay, and it will let
2: you fight a boss from one of the previous Street Streets of Rage games. Ah. But when you go in there, it's meant to put a pixel filter on, but it doesn't on the Xbox because they didn't implement the pixel filters and everything. Oh, okay. And they're not options You could in all the other versions, you can choose the pixel filters from the menu, but they haven't been put on the Xbox according to the devs of the proper because the original versions are PS4, um, PC versions done by Demi, Lizard Lizardcube. That's it. Mm-hmm. Dotemu did the switch port or something i don't know but um they've said apparently they didn't realize it wasn't in there on the xbox one and they've checked into it and they said the um, patches in certification it didn't get approved at the last minute and all this sort of stuff so it it's been a month yeah it's been a month now That's That's certification doesn't take that long um but it's also yeah the combo system doesn't work exactly the same as it does on the other formats hmm. but once they're patched it should be fine i mean but it is weird that the xbox version's messed up like that they've, yeah. they've made mistakes
0: especially considering that I think Xbox put a considerable amount of money into producing it
2: no uh, Microsoft have nothing to do with it do they not no Sega yeah. maybe a Sega Oh, uh-huh. you plonker
0: no i just I had that I, I had that thought obviously because it went to Game Pass normally they have quite a big hand in the no, stuff that goes just, to Game Pass
2: they just ask people if they want to put stuff on Game Pass mm. so I think th-
0: it's only Game Pass Ultimate as well isn't it it's not
2: no Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate are the same okay. thing Ultimate just means you can get it on PC no, okay. Yeah, although there's some PC-only games. That if you search them on the Xbox, you can download them on Xbox. Hmm. They don't appear on the Xbox Game Pass list. Well, that's Sorry. good, isn't
0: it? Um, um, I also that? played through this.
2: Oh, did you? I've played through it multiple times.
0: Yeah, so did I. Um, yeah, you're definitely right about the difficulty being geared between to, towards more multiplayer aspects. I, I think I think my biggest problem with it is that um, that they've got multiple enemy types that come at you all at once, and there are there are certain enemies that will have like a, um, an attack pattern that if you were to put them together, it would make more sense and they've gone another way with it. Probably the most glaring situation is second or third level Chinatown. Is that the second level? So it's,
2: That's the fifth stage.
0: The fifth stage. So it, when you're in Chinatown, you've got a section where you go through the restaurant and you, you take out all the bad guys and you've got the one dude that runs whilst spitting fire and then you go down to the you go sort of out that room you go down the road and then it's one that spits fire and one that rolls which is essentially the same attack pattern so it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to dodge because they both go in the same sort of way okay good um it makes more sense to have the one that jumps that bounces and does a belly flop in that situation you get them in
2: different scenarios you get them like in some parts
0: yeah i know it just it's one of those things where it feels like there's a bit they, on
2: um much kind of stage is one of the stages When you're going diagonally you get both of them. You get the fire breathing one and the diving one. The Bonnie Rolls does the dive anyway. He does the jumping belly flop.
0: There's fire, rolling and diving.
2: Yeah, I'm sure the rolling one does the belly flop. It's got the brown trousers on.
0: I don't know about that. But yeah. Just thinking bad It was was just really weird because it's it's one of those things that if you were if you were trying to make it challenging, you'd make it so that you could dodge one, Mm. work on the other. But if they're both doing the same attack and you're basically it's hard to dodge and then also get to them in time to to hit them. Everyone always
2: says they have trouble with the fire guy. I never have trouble with him. <laughs> he's
0: like... I had loads of issues just because you you can't jump over him and he's you you step can't out of the way yeah but you can't <laughs> move fast enough up and down to get out because he's such a wide yeah, you know, such he, a wide area of attack. He does
2: a, he does a breathe in before he does his fire. So once he breathes in, you start moving and he'll run right past you.
0: Yeah, but he he doesn't he doesn't determine his path by that. He focuses on where you are when he starts. He always does so. a diagonal. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, I just um, that was weird. But other than that, like the game's Near enough, you know, it's perfect for a Streets of Rage four game. Yeah, it's it's almost as good as the older Streets of Rage games, but I still think that they are better just by the fact that they didn't implement certain restrictions because they oh, were like trying the to emulate stuff. They implemented those restrictions because that's as far as they could push. Well, technology. this one's done
2: stuff for all the new characters. They've all they're like a uh, hybrids of various styles. Yeah, like like Axel doesn't run, but, but um. Thing he does, Cherry can run. Yeah. Um, Adam's got the dodge thing going on. Um, it's a bit weird that Max is a boss in the game, and when you unlock him, you only get the Streets of H two version of him. You don't get like the new design for him.
0: Is he the one that has the tool trousers?
2: Max is the wrestler from Streets of H two. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. That's a really good boss battle, though. Yeah,
2: but they didn't, really like they didn't make that version of him available as a character. Yeah. You only get the pixel art Streets of H two one. Same with Shiva, because you unlock Shiva, but he's only pixel art version. Hmm. Um, I reckon they'll do some DLC for it. I'll be surprised if they don't add more stuff because it's obviously done a lot better than I think Sega were expecting it to. It's been getting crazy good reviews and it's been top of the sales on yeah, Switch. Yeah, I, and think, I
0: think they fucked the release though, didn't they? The physical copies where where they're making sort of um, limited run and then there's another company doing it. Yeah,
2: everyone gets a go.
0: Yeah, and it's really fucking weird because loads of people were told Limited Run were getting the exclusive rights. Obviously, like, mm. they're quite expensive for their copies of games. I think Limited
2: Run's just the US rights, isn't it? I think no, the other they ones do
1: UK. Country,
0: s- they've been selling UK copies as well. And what it happened, what basically happened was that Limited Run were only doing the US release and the, they were doing a UK release as well. No, because so no, like when you buy
1: pack. from
2: Limited Run, it's ships from the US. Yeah. But the other one that's doing one is a UK based company.
0: Well, so there's also one on PlayAsia that's doing a release. Which is why Japan's it's,
2: release thing, yeah. But, but it's
0: they're different all, markets. They're all selling to different... And also, they were all listed as exclusive. Mm. in Regardless of what territory you were buying them, they are all listed as exclusive. Mm. And the biggest biggest thing is that Limited Run, they aren't shipping at the same time as any of the other companies. They're shipping later in the year, mm. which is really weird.
2: Well, their supplies are all slowed down.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just really strange. It's one of those strange things that, that didn't make a ton of sense... You know, <laughs> but I don't think it's the kind of game that takes up a lot of room. So, it is something that you could just have downloaded on your Switch or on your Xbox or PS4. It was just like a ha- two
2: gig download, I think it was. Yeah, it doesn't take a ton of room. At all uh, yeah, two gig, two gigs too much. Game should be small again. Bring back fifty meg most games.
0: That's, most of that's probably like the sprite work and the art and stuff like that.
2: Make them smaller. Mm. You want tiny games. It's in it
0: 4K, isn't it? It's a I think 4K Games are gig.
2: too big nowadays.
0: 4K games? Not 4K. It's
2: only 1080P. Is it? Yeah, it doesn't go up to 4K. Oh. No. No. Outrage!
0: I got the I got the 4K pop up on my TV when it started running.
2: That's your Xbox is always outputting 4K. Like it's just that it's going to upscale the 1080p. No, you
0: can set you can set it so that Blu-rays and stuff run in their native resolution. That's so if you put a hilarious. Blu-ray in there, it goes to 1080p, 24 frame, 24 hertz.
2: We <laughs> ruined it. Upscale everything.
0: Upscale it all. Yeah. Upscale everything. Put motion blur on. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite jokes in um in I think it's um I think it's always something in Philadelphia yeah, yeah, go yeah, see yeah. the thunder Gun. And they get back and they're like, oh, I can get it on Moot. And Max... The last line is Max saying, oh, put motion smoothing on. Yeah. Another <laughs> one. <laughs> um, but yeah,
2: yeah. Any... <laughs> we didn't see any... Um, what was it? I didn't see him hang dong. Yeah, he's got thing. a hang dong in this film. It's like, yeah.
0: oh, they didn't really... It didn't test well. And also we're going and for a young boy. just goes, fuck
1: you! <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: but uh, Streets of Age
2: 4 is very good. I, like, I'd like. i say if you just want a nice, simple... Retin- like, breeze through the game, play on easy, because you can just churn through that mm. fairly easy. That's not, that's not too difficult. That felt like the difficulty of the original Streets of Rage games to me. Um, arcade mode on easy is, like, a nice bit of a challenge, though, because mm. you only get the one set of lives. You don't get a second continue. You get one
0: each level, don't you? Or you get a new set each
2: no, level. No, no, on arcade mode, you just have one set of lives to get oh, through wow. the entire game on. Because um, the way the game works is that you have one set of lives on each level. Mm. It's not a uh, frigging... Continues that you work through, but arcade mode is like you only have one set of lives entirely for the whole game, and I got how far did I get through I got to the I think I got to the construction site bit near the end okay like two from the end when I played it the other day
0: I fucking love that lift sequence I really wish I'd just kicked the windows out the first first time it I just
2: there. kept as soon as I was playing it when me and Paul playing it, I just yeah. threw someone to lift and the window broke and I was like yes I threw them
0: into one side and broke one window and then the other side I threw someone at it and it just sort of sh- it didn't shatter it just mm. like sort of cracked mm. and I was like oh I guess that one doesn't break and I was just throwing people out the other window which is if I had known of course
2: they break uh, yeah kids today.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I I highly recommend it I don't know how much it is on, on like any other platform because it's like 27 is it? that how much it is that's yeah, not bad at all that.
2: yeah I think that's what I saw it come up as on Switch I don't know I got it on it's, Game Pass
0: yeah so did I it was very replayable so I'd recommend it to anyone mm. although at this point there are so many games like this like, Everyone's it's... doing fighting games now. Mm. We had
2: River City Girls recently. And yeah, which is meant to be spectacular. Yeah, i still not played it. There's no. that um, Kunio-kun collection came out, which I'd like it to did. get hold of.
0: Yeah, 27, 26 games? Yeah, yeah.
2: It's got a whole bunch that have never been released over there Fucking as well. Insane, They've man. sold some of them individually. You can buy Hello? them and, Yeah, buy them on their own. I
0: keep seeing the price. So, like, in other countries, that's obviously... Um, there are more carts for that being released. So, stuff like Japan and... It came out in Japan months ago. Yeah, like, places like Japan have for, like, 20 quid. Mm but I'm, I'm just waiting for it to drop to the right price and I'll What's grab it. It's not over here now, yeah. I oh, know, but it's like 40 quid on the It's fucking, on the
2: Switch store and all that. Yeah, it's
0: like 40 quid on the Switch store. Yeah, buy it. No. Um, Is that yeah. enough games for you? No, I mean, it's absolutely enough games. Um, I just, you know, I don't want to spend 40 quid on something where I'll only spend... I'll, I'll probably only play like four games in it and fucking then I'll be like... Penis.
2: right? You'll just buy the cartridge and I'll have it.
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, <laughs> Streets of Rage yeah it's an easy recommend I really loved it I, I so many times I got more I got more of a vibe of like um, of the Tears of Turtles games from this one just because in the old Streets of Rage there wasn't much happening in the street like in terms of like stuff moving around and things like that but in this you've got like cars crashing you've got like wrecking balls going up and down you've got like the lift level Streets of Rage
2: 3 had stuff like that
0: a little bit of that didn't it yeah it had but the not-
2: bulldozer sequence and the trains the subway bit where you've got the trains coming at you. Oh yeah. You've got to duck into the back.
0: But yeah, but yeah. the original the original two didn't really have much of that and mm. I thought this transitioned more into like the Tearsman Ninja Turtles style, especially the arcade game. So there's so much going on in that. Um But yeah. Yeah, really, really good. Alright, it's my review now.
1: I'm gonna review no. Dread
0: Dread Nautical for the Switch. Didn't you review that last time? Did I? Is this another walk? No, game? I didn't review it Jeez. last time. I don't think I reviewed it last time. One sec, give me a moment. Give me a moment. Give no, me a moment. No, you gotta just give stop. Give me a moment. Give you, me. You said something a about moment. some
2: boat or submarine or something. I'm I don't know.
0: just gonna vamp for a little bit about life in general. Um, what the fuck is that? Um, yeah. So. Um, so and. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm dying
2: here. No, um, oh, you're not entertaining the crowd. Yeah. One sec. Can you pause it for a second? Do you want me to check? Do you want me to bring up the thing. Yeah, oh yeah. Cuz I'm a professional who has documents. Yeah. That tell me what's been done.
0: Why is that why is that marked why Why does that say Tim age 7? <laughs> um <laughs> no no,
2: you mentioned something uh, it's not on the last one so Okay, cool. All
0: right, so Dread Nautical is a game.
2: Um, it's probably that Operencio Vigor
0: or whatever it was. Oh yeah, or, uh, another up. boat thing. Operencio was fine. If oh, I remember. You raved I, about it last time you said I said it was I said it was good if you were looking for a sound ge- That's fucking besides the point. Dreadnoughtical. <laughs> so Dreadnoughtical is like a Cthulhu, Squiddly Diddly, monsters on a boat. Um, you've got to explore each level and each level ends when you ring the horn or you, you press the horn, but you have to find it first. So you have to navigate rooms. You can't see what's in each room until you go. Open the door. Unlike XCOM, you don't really have to get behind cover and things like that. You just sort of explore, and then when you get into combat, it's usually melee rather than firearms and things like that. Um, really, really, really interesting interesting art style where it's like uh, minimalist. different so everyone's all angular and shit like that. Uh, but yeah, the basic premise is that uh, this ship has stopped moving towards shore. It's meant to be on its return journey, but suddenly it has stopped, and most of the people on board have become these horrific monsters. I think they're called. Oh, that's
2: why then they can't, can't, we can't sail
0: a boat if you. So you have been saved and you're in the bottom of the boat. So you're in like a, you're in like an engine room, and there is basically your hub. So you can add beds, so you can get more survivors there, and you can increase your increase your weapon strength or repair weapons that you've got, Um, or scrap stuff so you can get more scrap to to improve and and fix weapons and so on and so forth. So there's a little bit of little bit of resource management in there. And most of the time when you're exploring the, the, the ship, you'll find, like, weapons and things. So, like, an ore is is a weapon that doesn't do a great amount of damage, but when you hit someone with it, it pushes them back a couple of blocks. So you have to use action points to get back towards you. You
2: could use that produces. to make the boat sail. You it's not that kind row. of boat.
0: It's a big boat.
1: Yeah, just It's right. not a little boat. Yeah, you it's get a lot of
2: people on the lower windows. You've only got, like, you, you can't save that many people. Bang do. a drum. <laughs> get it on. <laughs> Ho, oh, heave! ho, and then oh you know, sail your way. No, it's not quite like Wait, that. It's not sailing if you're using the. No, it's
0: not. Um, I right. find it. I find it really interesting. It does feel a lot like XCOM, like a pared-down version of XCOM. It feels a little bit like something that that could be a mobile game. I think it could work in that sort of that sort of um, function. Um, it doesn't use the touchscreen on the Switch, which is really interesting. But like all in all, like
2: yeah, I found that Animal Crossing can use the touchscreen. If you if you touch the screen, it brings up the conversation panel. Does it? Yeah, I accidentally pressed it when I almost dropped my Switch the other day.
0: Did you see that I when I visited your Nightmare when I I just started screaming Nightmare Nightmare. Every yeah, don't know
1: right. well, that's really good. Nightmare Nightmare.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, no, like, it's it's really interesting. It's it's a good time killer because like I did the first seven levels in the the first day that I was playing it and then I just basically every every couple of days I went back in and did a couple more levels. And um and the monsters vary. There's quite a few in there. It's not just like you run of the mill zombies, you've got like boomers, spitters and you've got boss boomers. yeah boomers um, you've got rollers spitters and, um, the boomers
2: just keep going around the place complaining about how you get yeah they keep did. saying
0: in my day I'd have free houses by now and it's like yeah but grandpa in your day cocaine was allowed mm. and also houses were only five grand <laughs> um, yeah it's it's really good like I, I'm enjoying it a lot and I think that it, it's mostly the appeal for this is in the fact that it's like a monster game I'm really easily pleased by that sort of shit
2: as in the energy drink, pun. As in the energy drink. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's why I've got my uh, my uh, my uh, tramp stamp is a monster energy symbol. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I recommend it to anyone who's sort of interested in XCOM or anything small like that. I know that XCOM and Bioshock are meant to be released this month, aren't they? On fucking Switch. On what? Uh, Bioshock trilogy and XCOM two are both coming to Switch this month, aren't no, they?
2: XCOM two is yeah. Yeah, and
0: and, uh... um, and also Borderlands the first three. They're all going to Switch. <laughs> Borderlands 2 I, I just want to quickly say this. Borderlands 2 does not work as a handheld game very well. Um I played it on I played it on the um, on the Vita and it ran shit. So that was part of the reason. But then But then I also I also did that remote play thing.
1: Yeah.
0: From the from the PS4 to, to my Vita. And even then it looked fucking it, it just it's a weird game to have in that sort of you kind of need a controller. What's up? What are you looking at?
2: I'm just seeing how much my old house was that I lived in Tev.
0: If it's five grand, we'll buy it.
2: Well, when we lived there, it was like forty thousand, but all the houses around there now seem to be like two hundred thousand pounds. Oh
0: no, I'm not buying it. Um, but yeah, Dreadnought School. I like. I really recommend it. It's it's such a again. It's one of those drop in, drop out sort of games. It's something that just can exist on your Switch, and if you've got like a commute or something like that, you can get a couple of levels done whilst on the train. It's perfect for that A game sort of that
2: exists on the Switch.
0: Yeah. I don't know what other... I, I think it's out on PC as well, and I think it might be on Xbox and PS4 at some point, but I don't know if it's on them yet. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a... Is it coming to Ouya? Yeah, everything's coming to Ouya. The, the format Google out of the Chrome. future. Format of the future.
2: Wait, what's the... Chromecast. What's the name of their console?
0: Oh, Stadia. Yeah. I tried Stadia, didn't I? That, yeah. was, a bad, that was a bad waste of a few hours of my life.
2: No, you did the web browser. You got to get the actual cons, the controller thing. And-
0: yeah, because there isn't a console, is there? It's yeah. on the Chromecast Ultra. Yeah, and then you play it through the Chromecast Ultra onto the TV. But it doesn't do 4K yet; it does 1080p. No,
2: it's weird that. Yeah,
0: but I played it for a browser on a 4K screen. It did 1080p.
2: Yeah, it can't do 4K.
1: Yeah,
0: yet. at all. <laughs> I played it on a on a Chromebook as well. Like that's the format for it, right? It's because they haven't got it ready. Just... Yes. Um, oh, God. I hearken back to the Nvidia Shield and how much that just did it in 2015. Anyway. Anyway, Dread and Um I give it a Jason Siegel.
2: Oh, is that it's... that ugly guy?
0: Yeah, the weirdo from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um... Dave
2: Spade. Which one's the weirdo from How I Met Your Mother? David Spade? Is he in that? No. Who's no. the guy from How I Met him? Neil Patrick Harris. Is he a weirdo? Probably.
0: No, he's just a really nice gay guy by all. Is he? Uh, yeah, he's married to his husband, he has kids, he's very happy. Yeah. Uh, seems to be a really nice guy. According to, to, to you know, the media.
1: Mm. According
0: to the media.
2: Tried to kidnap and kill a bunch of children once, though.
0: Yeah, but who hasn't done that? Oh, yeah. Heat of the passion, you want to just quickly get rid of all that evidence. I've heard way too many jokes about killing kids recently watching that your preface is going to hell because one of the characters in that is a, is like a, is a, is a pedophile. And there's an episode where they're talking about, he's, he's basically like, oh, have you seen my film blog? And it's like, yeah, but you don't really talk about the film. And he's like, he's like, well, no, I try and remember the experiences. And like, you know, sometimes you go to the cinema and there's a bunch of ugly kids. So you have to watch the movie because you don't want to leave that suspicious like that. <laughs> It's, it's such a fucking dark program, but I guess it is about hell, so... Yeah. Anyway, yeah, your review out.
2: So is The Good Place, and that's not... You know. No, it's about The Bad Place. Yeah, The Bad Place is hell. No. That's what The Bad Place is. No. Are you. It's an allegory. You know, it's all about the climate change and stuff.
0: Climate change? Yeah. Is that when I change my climb?
2: Yeah. What? Anyway. <laughs> um. Filler Review! Uh, money in the bank. WWE money in the bank. Oh, right. I, I
0: thought you were saying money in the bank. I'm reviewing money that I have in the bank. Nah. Filler review
2: this week. Money in the bank. Um, is a pay per view. Uh, you know, another one because WWE still, they can not have audiences there. They're getting told a lot of times that maybe they should stop doing these shows, but you know. No audience. They still haven't quite figured out how to make the shows interesting. I still say, hang green screens around the ring and CGI in some crazy landscape. CGI in an audience. Fuck it. Just do something.
0: Didn't they fill it with sex dolls?
2: Yeah, fill it with sex dolls.
0: Didn't I... Briefly. I, I'm going to get serious. Well, I'm I'm going to be at least a little bit serious about this. Did you hear about this um, female wrestler? That, oh, Hannah
2: Kimura? Yeah. She's from Terrace House. From what? Terrace House.
0: You know that I have no idea about wrestling. The-
2: no, Terrace House is a Japanese reality show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really good. It's like um, just a bunch of people living in the house. If they want to leave the house, they can at any time. Oh, They've all okay. got their jobs and all this sort of stuff. And then it, everyone, like you see them just having like normal lives and all this sort of stuff. And it is really normal. None of them are like zany, wacky characters, and there's no voting out or any of that bollocks. And it just like cuts back to people like celebrities like having a good old laugh about the whole thing and getting drunk. Oh. It's a good time. Yeah, she was on that.
0: Yeah, she um she by all accounts, from everything I can find online, she was an absolutely lovely human being but just fucking torturously bullied online by a bunch of pricks.
2: Yeah, because of a thing that happened in Terrace House.
0: Oh really? What happened in Terrace? She had
2: accidentally left her I think it was her ring gear in the washing machine and one of the other guys had chucked his laundry in there not noticing and ruined her ring gear and she got upset about it. But like it was like justifiably upset but like not realising she had left it in there but loads of people were just like
0: oh you, you should get angry at him how dare you oh so she was on the show when she actually
2: yeah because it's the cunt shows on now the show's oh, like oh Jesus yeah it's like um, they they literally they film for the week and air it that week it's all
0: yeah yeah but it was incredibly it's incredibly Netflix tragic. oh great Terrace yeah. Houses I'm definitely it's not been running watch for it. years there's I'm... one where they go to Hawaii Definitely not going to watch that. But no, I just I just wanted to touch on that quickly because I thought it was incredibly sad. She seemed yeah. like a really genuinely nice woman. She's mostly
2: known in the US for being in Ring of Honor. for a while. She's done, well, she's done Ring of Honor matches.
0: Everything I've seen about her online, like literally, it was yeah. just like she was a great wrestler, she was a great personality, she was very happy, you know, really nice person. And then just suddenly, obviously, yeah. you know, we've all been in bad places and I don't think anyone's better or stronger than anyone else when it comes to that stuff. I think it's mostly luck as to whether or not you can weather the storm, so yeah. Really sad, but just wanted to ask because you know about wrestling. Your review, and continue.
2: Yeah, thanks. Real fun now. WrestleMania, m- mean, m- Money in the Bank. I said some lovely stuff about her. I said some lovely stuff. About her. Money in the Bank. Yep. Um, don't care for the matches that <laughs> happen throughout the night because um, the thing is, is that since the, I mean, like, okay, if you ever been to a wrestling live show, nope. There's like this whole thing because you don't have commentary, right? So it's a different experience. You do if I And do. the audience can be really loud, but most of the time it's not as loud as you'd imagine it to be there. So when you watch wrestling, it's a fairly silent thing. You're just yeah. seeing the wrestlers grapple and you're not hearing all the bangs and the wallops as much. I
0: thought you mean it was black and white every so often something's of placards that sound like slam down <laughs> twirling the um, moustaches. And women women but, wear costumes. like That's that cover what it's been like the watching way.
2: the wrestling right now, is because there's like a weird Something's missing to the atmosphere. You've got the commentators, but you haven't got the audience cheering. It's like a live show. It's the opposite way around. So there's something missing. But, um, the matches themselves, like they had some decent matches on there. Like, uh, it's, it's fine. Like, the wrestlers are doing the best they can. I think a lot of them could learn to adapt to this situation and talk more in the ring and trash talk their opponent and stuff like
0: that yeah but a lot of the what they do is communication isn't it
2: they always tell each other the moves that because mm. you communicate the moves to people during the matches like there's all sorts of ways you can do it though some wrestlers won't even talk to each other the whole match because they know each other that well that they yeah. can just put off the match but a lot of wrestlers you can tell they don't think about how it's going to come across on the TV sometimes and you need to fill the dead air that's there otherwise you're just having this quiet match and it doesn't it's not as exciting they're putting mm. the noises as much as they can and stuff but what made Money in the Bank pay-per-view as the main event. They announced that the Money in the Bank match, which is where there's a ladder, there's above the ring, there's a briefcase, and in the briefcase is a contract to get a shot at the world title, whenever you feel like it. Mm-hmm. And they do it every year, they have the pay-per-view, and there's a women's match and a men's match, and they, you know, do the ladder match, grab the thing. This year they did something a bit different. They had the men's and the women's matches starting at the same time at WWE's head office in Stanford, Connecticut, and the both the briefcases were hanging above a ring on top of the building and they started off on the bottom floor and fought their way through the whole building. Okay. And the whole thing was shot and staged like a, like, you know, shot like a film. Edited, like the raid. Like, like what they did for WrestleMania with the Undertaker's match with AJ Styles and all this and the classic Matt Hardy's match from, um, TN- from TNA where it was when he hid behind a dilapidated boat. Um, but they had like a whole staging set up and there was stuff like just loony stuff starting. Like the women's match started in front of a set of lifts and Asuka's on the balcony and she dives down on them and then just runs into one of the lifts and gets in the lift and rides it to the top. But like, she's riding it. The match goes on for another 20 minutes and it's cutting back and forth between the men's and the women's matches and sometimes they cross paths in the building. So like, they end up in catering and Paul Heyman's got the whole catering to himself and he's having a jolly good time and they have a food fight in the middle of catering. Um but then like Asuka's been in the lift for like twenty minutes and she comes out on like the middle floor somehow. It's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's mm. nonsense. Um AJ Styles gets locked in a room that seems to have Undertaker's coffin in it and it's all dark and moody and stuff, and then you never find out how he gets out of there, he just turns up. Him and Daniel Bryan wrestle their way into Vince McMahon's office. Of course. And Vince is like, Get out and they just sort of like, Okay, sir, sorry, sir. <laughs> so back out and then he sits there and just like pumps some hand sanitizer <laughs> on his hands. <laughs> um but yeah, you know, it was just a fun silly goofy match that like led to the finale. I think they could have done some stuff better. Like the women the women's side of it, only three of them got to the top of the building to have yeah. the to fight for the belt, which is for the champ contract. It was a bit weird to have like you know, what's the point of having all the other women in there if they're not going to be involved in the final decision or anything like that yeah. or even show their face. Um there was some cool stuff though. Like I quite like Baron Corbin seemingly killing two wrestlers, he just f- threw them over an edge. Which, as far as you could tell, is the top of the building. It's not, if you'd been paying attention to some of the aerial shots they used, there was just a little ledge they threw him over. But they purposely timed a sound effect for a fud to be about two seconds after they went over the barricade. Yeah, so you saw Ray Steel go, and it's like. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's killed him.
0: I saw that. Like he, he got thrown. Like the launch was what got me. Oh, Ray
2: Mysterio can jump far.
0: Nice. Well, it wasn't just that. It was the fact that afterwards he then didn't. Is this the same match where he took him and then he gave him a three meter tossed into a toss into a barricade that didn't relent as well?
2: No, no, he just threw him straight over a ledge.
0: Did he? Yeah. Oh, what was the match? He there threw was, someone else over. There was like a wrestling match recently where, um, where I think it was Triple H just fucking lobbed someone into a barricade. It was like a three meter clearance to get to the barricade and when they hit it, it looked like it was meant to bend and wobble, but it just stuck fast. Oh,
2: those barricades don't move. It's just take hit. It was just so fucking... Like, Best use of a barricade in a wrestling match ever was the time Matt Hardy hid behind the audience's barricade <laughs> and as he's hiding behind there from the other wrestlers the phone padding just fell off and just went down and it's just like hollow and he sat there hiding behind it. And it wasn't intentional but it was freaking good. But no, that, that Money in the Bank match was good. If they're going to 'Cause you've got to do these weird matches where you don't have the audience there just and all this have sort of stuff or Have some fun. It was scored. He had a music score. Did <laughs> it? He had a music score. Just, just get the dude from You had a bit where one of the girls was in an office and in the office they had a briefcase with mm. money in it above. And one of the girls for some reason thinks, That's it, that's the briefcase and she falls that you know she knows it's on the roof, she's a bit yeah. dim. And she pulls it down. There's a bit where Stephanie McMahon's like, What are you doing? That's not the briefcase, it's on the roof, you silly bint. Um but it's like quite clearly they have shot Stephanie in a house, mm. and they've just like they've set because hey, the lighting what are doesn't. You make, there's like a pool in the it's background. Just a white. No, it's just a plain white wall behind you, and it's like Stephanie. You're not, We know wanna, you're not. I want to
0: see more with like. I want to see them be a bit more hammy with it. That's what they should be doing. Yeah, just, I like, mean, you could do it for up, the whole show and opens up the briefcase it. and there's a light, and then it turns around. And it's just a light bulb in a case with a sandwich next to it. And She just <laughs> closes it,
2: goes off. But just a... Yeah, they're, they're doing stuff like that on the pay-per-views is fun. They sort of they need to come up with stuff to lighten it up a bit. Like AEW, for the first couple of weeks of this, they had the, the wrestlers in the audience, mm. in the audience slots and stuff, so they could be shouting stuff at the ring during the match, and if someone's doing a promo, someone could just jump straight out. Yeah. For the audience, that was a fun thing, but they're not doing that now because they're trying to make sure there's not so many people in the...
0: Because
1: I think it's getting yeah. it's getting worse. At America. Probably crazy idea.
2: Just not do it. Mm. And if you need if you're contractually obliged to air something on TV, just um, air old pay per views and compilation. You got shit. To, they got a documentary on WWE Network right now. Where every week they're showing. It's now a long documentary about the Undertaker. Like following him around for about a year and a half. I think they filmed or something like that. Just like a proper he's out of character, proper character interview thing. Show that. Like right now, you've got Netflix killing it with that Last Dance documentary that everyone's loving, and the one about basketball and everything. And this Undertaker one is basically that, but with wrestling. Mm. And it's on at the same time. Like, air yeah, that on TV. You've got the network. Put a little advert at the end saying, hey, join up to WWE Network and you can watch the rest of it now. And yeah, they've got these like multiple hour long histories of WCW and stuff. Just use that. Yeah. And let your wrestlers stay at home. So they don't friggin' So no one dies, Vince. <laughs> you, you can't kill another person. <laughs> You've killed before. Jesus. Well, in Hart died. <laughs> and you may have also covered up for a murder. But, you know, I say you ha- may have. Like, Jimmy Snooker actually did get arrested and charged with the murder of a woman in the 80s. Um, that was his girlfriend. And then they determined that he was too senile to be taken to court. And then he died, like, a couple of days later.
0: It's a real Epstein situation. Though. Yeah.
2: Oh, Jimmy okay. Yeah. But money in the bank It was it, That money bank match was fun The rest of the card Just simple Straightforward matches Nothing of No um, Becky Lynch They've had Becky Lynch win The world titles and stuff But now she's gone Because she's got pregnant So She passed over to Asuka They just passed over But Asuka won the money in the bank yeah. So I don't know what's, gonna, I don't know what's going I on there Because I haven't been keeping up With the weekly oh, show
0: There's going to be Like some crazy pro- but, plot line Where Becky Lynch comes back She just gets kicked in the stomach And they're like What But Asuka's, like, got the
2: championship and she's got the briefcase, so is she keeping the briefcase around or are they just negating that and pretending there's no money bank? Because you could do something where, like, she loses the belt and instantly cashes in the briefcase to get a rematch straight away. Like, or you could have her go for one of the other women's titles and instead and become a double women's champ,
0: you know? (gasps) Double tripping women's champ!
2: But um, Asuka just seems to be chilling out at home making YouTube videos as far as I can tell. Mm. She got an arcade machine, one really? of those arcade joystick things the other day. Oh. have been playing with that. That's pretty cool. Good old guy. she keeps cooking weird stuff.
0: Yeah. I saw that Olivia Munn had posted, uh, posted a video about how she's addicted to video games during quarantine. Because there's just nothing you could do. Um, Chrissy Teigen was also talking about Animal Crossing and all that shit as well, wasn't she?
2: Everyone's playing Animal Crossing. They I all know. just want to get on Gary Witter's talk show. Who? Gary Witter. You know the guy who used to work for IGN and he wrote Star Wars Rogue One? no and he's got that animal talking he's been doing a chat show in Animal Crossing oh, he's really? had like friggin he had Danny Trejo on there the other day
0: I know Danny Trejo's been playing it yeah. yeah
2: he had Elijah Wood he's had friggin all sorts of random people I find
0: Danny Trejo Danny Trejo is one of those people that I never quite understand
2: he seems like a nice player he seems
0: like such a nice guy doesn't <laughs>
2: he, he was saying the other day he doesn't like playing games where you're shooting stuff because he does that in movies all the time and it's boring so he just yeah. wants to just wants to chill out and play yeah. some Animal Crossing I think he plays the Sims and stuff like that as well he used to play Warcraft didn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know Vin Diesel, uh, Will, Will Smith had a World of Warcraft guild.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen Joe Magnella Magniella, basically, Joe Magnella's has um, been posting videos about his his D and D crew and who's on it, and it's oh it's a group of people that's worth millions upon millions of pounds I should say but mm-hmm. it's like Vince Warne the writers of Game of Thrones yeah they've all been paid to be part of his game yeah I don't know if they have they're all nerds <laughs> they're all real nerds uh, but yeah it's really interesting um, do you remember when he was um, Strike? yeah briefly yeah, yeah he'll be sec. back Unite the Seven he's the
2: Seven Yeah, he's gonna be in the Ben Affleck Batman film that's Definitely going to happen because Jack Snyder's Justice League will be such a hit that they'll just. Did you just call him carry Jack Snyder? Jack Snyder. Yeah. Jack S-
0: <laughs> Jump in, Jack Snyder.
2: It's funny because um, it'll still be a Zack Snyder film.
0: Yeah, so it's still going to be bad. Like <laughs> that's the thing. Like people were he's saying, made, like he's made a couple of good films. Yeah. At the at, as much as it,
2: people have tried to stop him. <laughs> yeah. He made a cut. You know, he, they tried to stop him ruining them, but three fine. Yeah, it's all right. Dawn the owl one. What? The one's all right. Oh, yeah. Owls of Gafool. Gahool, yeah. Gahool. And uh, Watchmen. The director's cut of Watchmen. The ultimate cut is a bit too long.
0: Yeah, it's like four hours? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Does it, it has the animated sequences yeah, back yeah. in as well, yeah.
2: And it, they barely fit in. Yeah, right? I know. They don't know what do that. But, um... Sucker Punch is fucking awful. <laughs> it is real bad. Anyway, review something. Man of Steel's awful. What? Man of Steel's awful. Yeah. Clark, don't save people. Because they'll know who you are. Man Let of Steel, die.
0: No, in all honesty, Man of Steel, like, I don't mind Man of Steel as much as, like, as much as I, 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 you know, I don't like him as a director. I think Man of Steel has moments that work. Yeah. Um. And I think that... It's written by one of the Nolans, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And
2: David Goyer as well?
0: Yeah, but that's a fluke for David mm. Goya. He also directed Blade 3. He also wrote Blade 1 and 2. Mm. Um. But no, Um. there's a really good scene where... What's wrong where- with Blade 3? <laughs> Wesley Snipes digital eyes. Um, there's a there's a really good scene in Man of Steel where where Clark is just trying to be like a waiter and just trying to be a human. Hmm. And he's in that he's in that fucking shitty bar, and there's that guy who tries to kick off of him. And there's that moment where and it's all it's all it's no CGI, it's nothing like that. You don't need it in a Superman movie to make him seem powerful. But the guy goes to push him, and Henry Cavill does not move. Well, Henry Cavill wouldn't move. Exactly, he's put like a brick shitter. But it's the way the guy literally puts all his weight into it. It's like a really nice bit of physical acting, and it's like, it's one of those moments where any normal human being would be like, unless they had a few beers in them, would be like, I apologise. Because mm. you are clearly.
2: And then he goes and wraps his truck around a lamp. Well, post. no,
0: but that's because he continues to be a prick. He chucks a bottle in the back of his head Perhaps for That's Superman like, that still wouldn't do that. No, Superman would do that.
2: Superman would get his drink and just go, whew, make it super cold so he gets a brain freeze. <laughs>
0: No, He'd I think make his belt buckle. There, up. There's a there's a history of Superman doing stuff to show people that, you know, don't be a dick. Justice
2: like, League has a good bit of superhero teaching someone a lesson. When the Flash visit in the prison and the guy's being a dick to him, you see the little <sniffs> of his hand shoot up and he draws a mustache yeah, on the guy's face.
0: That's that's actually quite a funny moment. Yeah. Like
2: people would... hate Ezra Miller in that film, but even though he doesn't feel like Barry Allen to me, um or the Flash, it doesn't feel like what I would imagine. He never feels he's fine in it. He's like, yeah, as like, a comic relief character, he does fine.
0: I think if you if you removed all his lines mm-hmm. and just made it so that he said one fifth of the things he said works completely works. You have no character, but, but he doesn't really have a character anyway. like pushes like, the car with the kids in
2: it, yeah. And then he's, and also he's like, goes, he's Don't like, oh, off I'm school. doing
0: a good job, and then there's Superman lifting a whole building, yeah. And he's just like, good he's pushing like, the
2: car, and he goes, "Daltosky," <laughs> yeah, and then runs off.
0: But um, mm. but no, like, my problem is that...
2: He's got a good old shit face as well.
0: He does have a good old shit face, but... The, he's the... really good at choking women. <laughs> he's great at choking women. Took down Darkseid by himself, didn't he? Mm. She, he took Darkside. the guise of a
2: young woman. <laughs> you watch the whole of that Apocalypse War and you still can't say Darkseid.
0: Darkseid. Jeez. Darkside, sorry. Uh, but no, like, um, my problem with Ezra Miller in Justice League is the fact that he never feels like he's an actual character. Like, as soon as the mask is off, he's really serious. Mm. Unless he's interacting with Batman, Superman, or Wonder Woman. In which case... All of his troubles in his life suddenly just disappear. That's
2: all he's. he, just... he talks to in the film. Well, He talks
0: to his dad, and, like, that's such a like a that's such a dour scene, and he's mm. like he's like I really I just I just want you to give up on this he's shit. He's
2: hiding the pain behind his humour.
0: But it doesn't even feel, feel like he associates with people when he's around. Like, but when he's, when he's
2: autistic all... in the Justice League. Is he meant team? to be autistic?
0: Yeah. Who said that?
2: He quite clearly is. He's coded as autistic. By who? He talks about how he has trouble connecting with people and doesn't understand emotions and stuff like that. There's like a whole ton of stuff where he's talking about his problems.
0: I just always read that as them trying to introduce the idea that Barry Allen's brain works like a hundred times faster than anyone else's. Yeah, but it was like that
2: before that. He said he's always been like that.
0: Before he got struck by lightning. Yeah. When's
2: Flash going to fix fucking Star Labs in the TV series? He could fix that whole massive great big hole in the roof of oh, the man, building. Oh, come on, the set's fine. In two, in two seconds. <laughs>
0: the set's been fine for... We, that, that series, it's really, really clear that they didn't finish the series, isn't it? Have you watched the last episode yet? No, no, I'm watching oh, it on okay. TV. Yeah, it's super clear. Yeah, there. no, they haven't finished any of them. There's yeah, so, always... The bad guy's just like, I'm free! <laughs> I'm like, come on, kill her! Do something! Especially yeah, anyway, yeah. reviewing stuff. All right, yeah, you're wasting so much time uh, talking about Justice League. Apologies. My next review's going to be a quick one. Uh, I... Um I watched Lovebirds on Netflix, the Camille Nanujani.
2: You sure that's not a nineteen seventies British comedy yeah. starring on Scales?
0: Um yeah, I, it's it's a weird film. It's meant I to be comedy. Think it's, birds. it's a comedy film. Uh, it was meant to be released in cinemas, but it got sold to Netflix. Um it's a bit like uh, you know, his other vehicle, Stuba. Sort of he's had a bad run of these sorts of things. Recently. Oh yeah,
2: Stuba's on mm. streaming now, isn't it? I saw on Amazon Prime, is it?
0: Yeah. Which, it, you know what, Like, as much as people say it's not very good, Stuba has like some good moments. And it's actually, that you, you can tell that those two have some chemistry together, him and uh, Dave Bautista. Um, And you, it's the same again, like Camille Nanjani... Uh, I keep pronouncing his name wrong. How do I pronounce his name? Camille Nanjani. Is that it? Camille yeah.
2: Nanjani. Okay.
0: Um, but, um, so I watched this, I watched this because. Um, but who's
2: it? Are you talking about anyway? <laughs> <laughs> the
0: film The Lovebirds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's about a couple that witness a murder. They're basically, they're, they're, they start off very cute and they start off very attracted to each other. And after a, a night together, they decide that they're, they're going to make a go of it, or at least you get inklings they're going to make a go of it. And then it flashes forward to four years later. And they're sort of they just argue about everything and they're finding it really hard to get on. And they just, they're starting to irritate each other. And it's just like any, any relationship sort of they've, they've fallen into their comfort zones or they have, um, they just, that cohesive spark isn't there anymore. So they're driving to a friend's house for a party Mm -hmm. and they, they drive down an alley and they accidentally hit someone with their car. The person's fine. They get up and they cycle off, but they seem quite panicked, quite scared by something as if like they were trying to get away from Mm. someone. Um, suddenly this policeman runs up to them and says, I'm going to commandeer your vehicle. I need your vehicle. And he, he steals their car and then runs the guy on the bike over repeatedly. Um, and he dies. And Camille and his partner, I'm going to find out their names because that's really going to irritate me if I can't just call them by their names. But they, uh, they essentially run away from the car because they're terrified they're going to get blamed for murder. Which is fair enough because they're both people of color. So in America, they're probably shot immediately. Um, what's really funny is the two people that find them are both like proper, like hipsters, like San Diego hipsters with like the neck scarves and the fedoras. (laughs) And they're like, Oh, you just killed that guy. And the guy's like taking pictures of the body and stuff like that and like posting it on Instagram. (laughs) And the woman's like, I'm calling the police. Like, what are your names? And then they, they accidentally address each other. They're like, Come on. (laughs) Like, fucking completely give it away. Uh, their names are Lilani and Gibran. So, Dubron is Camille and Alani is his partner. So, anyway, so they basically go on a run. There's a whole night where they're trying to solve this murder. They've got the guy's phone from the bike. So, the guy that got run over by the, the car, they've got his phone and they're, they're basically following like his calendar updates, like where he's meant to be and stuff like that, but then also unlocking it so that they can, you know, and, um, and yeah, it's, it is really funny. It feels like, um, it feels very much like a nineties comedy. You know, those all in one night, we've got to do this. Um, I think probably the most recent example of this is like 21 and over, which is the Miles Teller, um, Skylar Austin film in which they had to try and find their mate who they took out drinking for the first time because he was 21. They get completely shit-faced and they lose him and they have to like track him down. It's a bit Miles like, Teller? Yeah, Miles Teller Mr. and Skylar Aston. Yeah, before, before Miles Teller was a monster. Oh. Monster Teller. <laughs> um, the guy but, with uh, the drums. Yeah, yeah. He's actually a really good actor. <laughs> he was at one point, like, they were trying to, I don't know if you know the story about, he has scars on his face, right? Like, um, in real life. And he's, he's always got them. And in, in films, he doesn't hide them. Like, they don't do makeup jobs to hide them. He just is in the film. Mm-hmm. Um but in every poster like I think except for Whiplash because his face wasn't on it but he used Photoshop to smooth his face over to make him more handsome in the Fantastic Four they made his head longer <laughs> and smoothed it it's such a weird thing anyway sorry 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 so anyway so uh, yeah the lovebirds um, and yeah it's all in one of those so it's one of those movies where it's all in one night and they've got to like try and find out what's going on what's happening and they end up travelling all over the place they, end, they go to the party to go and get their friend to help them unlock the phone so they can go and Find out where the next step is, and they end up. I think they end up going to like a sex cult thing. Um One of the long, one of the things they're talking about, in zany game, wacky adventure. Yeah, one of the things they're talking about in the um, in the beginning of the film is um, the fact that Camille nun, Camille basically says to her, like, look, if you want crazy wild sex, you have to let me know. Like, we could do crazy wild sex on Thursday, like because I get home early from work and we can. We can order food. There's nothing really on. We don't... Neither of us have plans. And she's like... Yeah, but if you're planning to have crazy wild sex... It's not really crazy and wild if you're planning it, is it? And he's like... It can be crazy and wild. Like, I can do some wild things. Like, what do you want me to do? She's like, if I have to ask you to do something... It doesn't really feel passionate. It feels she's like She's going
2: to be one of those weirdos. No,
0: no, no, no. She, she like has an orgy thing. She wants to. She, she like they, they end up going to this like, with like spoilers a I'm little bit perverts. Spoilers a little bit for oh, this movie. Yeah. They end up going to like this weird sex cult where they have like a lottery thing and they just like pull out these balls and they like call the numbers and then the people that get called go down to the platform and they just have this bed on wheels. It's like this giant round bed that comes out on wheels. And they have eight people come out, and then like the people from the audience come out, and they all just start having sex with each other. And and Jabron Camille is like super uncomfortable. Lalani's like, damn, some of these people are actually putting in work. Like they're really trying. And he's like, I can tell that this is something, something that you're way too into. And she's, I'm not into it. I'm not into. It. I'm just like, I've never seen this sort of thing before. Um, but yeah like the whole thing is that like the police are also looking into it. so a lot of the time that they're um, running away there's like a lot of police around the area and there's like they, they keep getting calls from the police and like stuff like that um, and it turns out that everything that's happening to them coincides with like uh, an investigation that's happening at the same time so they could be considered suspects, they might not be, you know, there's all this stuff going on. Um but there's a really, really interesting part where the police are talking to them and they say, Oh, we've been hunting this group for months because they're sex traffickers. And and Jabron's like, How do you feel about the orgy now? And she's like, I really hate her. <laughs> like, I really don't like it. Um but yeah, like it's 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 one of those comedies that just sort of works. It's not something that it's not something that's gonna change the way the comedy scene. It's not like it's really weird watching it by yourself in a you room. Are
2: expecting American comedies to suddenly change? No, because, <laughs> but,
0: no, but I think that because Camille's involved and he was involved in the script, I think he wrote it with his partner, Emily mm. Gordon. So I think that he's had like a massive hand in producing... And it's Michael Showalter who also did um, Big Sick and he did My Name is Doris, two films that I've raved about in the past on the podcast. Like, it's it's a good pedigree to do this this great comedy and it just... I don't know if it's because I watched it by myself and maybe a, it's an audience thing. Maybe if you've got an audience and they're laughing as well, it sort of brings it up a little bit, but yeah. it, it, it felt fine. It just, it, I wasn't like well, laughing. you
2: just laugh. record yourself laughing a bunch of times and then play it back every time there's a joke in the film so you can because get that audience experience. you know I experience. scream when I
0: laugh and it just makes it seem like a horror movie. Uh, because I can't hear it when I'm laughing, but when uh, I play it back, it's me screaming, crying, and sometimes there's another voice that I don't know where it comes from. Burp. No, not that voice. No. No, it's that's my master. That's, that's, that's how, that's what I sound like when I come. Hmm. That's why every so often in my room you will hear me go bow. <laughs> bow, bow.
2: <laughs> you can't burp on command, can you? No.
0: No, I don't need to. I can vomit on command.
2: Don't do that. <laughs> My brother did that once on a slope. It just really? went all the way down the whole path. Oh. The path was only like two tiles wide. There was houses either side of it.
0: No, I have like this. I have this weird thing. I don't know if it comes from from years. Of, well, when I was younger, I had like well, I say when I was younger. When I when I sort of reached legal drinking age and I could drink as much as I want because I could just buy it for myself, I had a real problem with drinking for about four or five years. And so once it became like almost like a like a Roman Empire thing, I'd be at a party and I'd have like two packs of chewing gum. And if I drank too much, I'd myself getting to the point where I was just getting fucked, but I wanted to keep drinking. I'd just be like, excuse me, guys, I'm just going to go upstairs. And I'd vomit in the toilet. Sometimes I would use random people's toothbrushes in the house.
2: Don't laugh about your bulimia.
0: It wasn't bulimia. It was just, it was literally just, mm. I was just frying up mostly liquid, but it just, it sort of, it helped sober you up a little bit so you could keep drinking. It's really bad, isn't it? It's fucking disgusting. Um, but yeah. I don't drink that much anymore.
2: No one invites you to parties anymore.
0: Oh no, I went to a lot of parties those years as well. Um Yeah.
2: Why can't you just do an upper deck like everyone else does?
0: <laughs> no, I don't I didn't that wasn't that wasn't the plan. Anyway. But yeah, love birds. It's good. It's fine. It's it's really that's kind of the problem with it, is it is just fine. Um it's not it's not spectacular, and I I wanted it to be really badly. I think that part of that is my expectation. I guess that also it's like, Um but I, I think that this is the the first film. I think this is the I think this is the first film where Camille started training for Eternals as well because Eternals was shooting around the same time Did as they this. shot any
2: of that.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh. I think they shot quite a bit of that. Um But I was basically I was on like this at the same time as this was released because I didn't know if it was coming out this month or later on next month because as I said it was meant to be a cinema release in April (laughs) so it's being released here now is a bit weird Um, but I was reading Neil Gaiman's Eternals run from 2008 2009 the one that's uh, the pen by Joe Romata Jr same guy did kick Yeah, I don't mind his art style I'm not a big fan of it for um, Marvel Comics where it's sort of like established people that you're seeing when it comes to your temples and they're just wearing goofy costumes, I'm like, yeah, this works fine. It feels a bit like kick-ass in the way that they look. Um But yeah, Lovebirds. Um, I don't really know how to review this one. because
2: Well, you just spent 20 minutes. Not 10 minutes.
0: I, I spent 10 minutes talking about how much I enjoyed it, but I can't really, like... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Um When I think about it. I'm going to give it a... Bill Bailey. You've probably heard a lot of these jokes before. You've probably heard them done better in some instances. But I think overall, it's still a really enjoyable experience. And there are a lot of the right elements for a comedy to be successful. I just think that maybe it's atmosphere. Maybe it is just that this feels like a slightly rehashed formula for a comedy. But still, it's enjoyable. It's very, very enjoyable. I think the two leads are great. Like, they have a real chemistry. Um Yeah. And the guy who plays the cop who kills the, the bike messenger he is awesome like he's a real prick but like I haven't seen him in anything else and he's got like a weird bad guy charisma about him where I'm like I'm interested in this dude because he does like at one point at one point he finds them and he says oh I didn't lie about being a policeman I'm a real policeman in fact I'm kind of a big deal around <laughs> and like, and like in my head I was like I was like I don't know what was this he Ron
2: guy- Burgundy? No, no.
0: I just I think that he was like making it in like a meta joke within the film universe about being a big deal of like the anchorman like, anchorman, like he was like quoting it. Um, but it's the way that he says it as well. I was a bit like, oh, no, what this guy's been up to? Because he's like, he works for the police, but he's also kind of sidelined for the cult and then drug dealers as well. And he's like... Oh, a corrupt police officer. Not really corrupt because, like, I don't think he's aware of the sex trafficking stuff. He's no. more aware of who's involved in the sex cult. And he's basically blackmailing, like, high-value members of that. But it's come
2: Johnny saying he was part of that cult that, um, what's-her-face from... NXM. Alison Mack got
0: arrested I recently started reading about that because I was really interested. Kristen
2: Crook was apparently
0: involved in it, but, like... Do you know what it was?
2: It was a weirdos. A bunch of weirdos. No,
0: no, no. So it was like... all right a bunch of weirdos. I'm going to side I'm going to sidebar and talk about NXM the uh, weird sex cult that Alison Mack was part of. So it was a it was a she in jail? No, she's going to be sentenced this month uh. or June. She's going to be sentenced in June. Yeah. Um so basically what it was it was a course where you go away for a week. You live in like the place with these people and they give you 12 st- it's a bit like Dianetics, a bit like so- Scientology. Yeah, it was a cult. But it's it wasn't like a religion for everyone who took part in it. Like the people would spend thirty grand and go away for this week-long retreat, and they would be trained in different ways to make friends and 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 interact. And then
2: with they people. branded people.
0: That's a different thing. In that's so it's it's hard to. But basically, Stop trying lo- to
2: sell it. You're part of a pyramid scheme. That's <laughs> what it is.
0: <laughs> Loads of the famous people that were involved in it weren't actually involved. They went to these retreats for like a week, which weren't. On, like, any sort of weird farm or anything like that. They'd rent out really nice hotels and they would look after everyone as if it was like a business thing. And loads of famous people took part in these, like, in these seminars. But that's kind of what it was like. It was like a business seminar. But then the other side of it was that he was obsessed with being like a leader. He named himself after a video game character. Like, he, he was called, like... Um, God, I can't Pugsy. Remember. No, he was... Dizzy. He, he had, like, a favourite arcade character. Moro to the rescue. No, it was, like, something, like... It was another word for tower or something like that. Yeah. Um But basically... Carnov Maybe. <laughs> but basically, he... he You'd um, love to have Carnov looming down <laughs> on you. He used all of these, like, meetings and travelling and stuff to, to basically get people involved as staff, and then he would indoctrinate them into the NXM and like have them but Alison Mack was sleeping with the guy that was branding people. She was his lover. Mm. She also she also got married to a woman so that the woman could move to America and be part of NXM. But she left before Alison Mack did because Alison Mack was boinking the guy and really deep into it. But the thing that they all got caught on was traffic it wasn't sex trafficking and things like that. It was like tax avoidance it's like a proper, like, Capone sort of thing.
2: Oh, he can't do tax avoidance.
0: No. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really fucking weird. Really weird. You would
2: have thought Tom Welling would have said something, wouldn't well, you? Well,
0: somebody said...
2: How come they didn't ask me? Alison Mack back for the Crisis on Infinite Earths? I think
0: you know why. Because she was the fucking crisis. Yeah. <laughs> she was trafficking the demons in. Um, but no, really fucking dark. Like, it was really odd. Like I read up on it because... Um, what was it that I saw? I saw something where I was, I was, oh, was Smallville. I was looking up episodes of Smallville because there was someone saying that Smallville continued on in a comic. So apparently there's like, like Buffy continued on in a comic and Angel continued on in yeah, a comic. Yeah, it doesn't count. Smallville continued on in a comic. Um, the Angel comic's actually really good. Like, that's the only one that I'd recommend people read because they sort of have a weird time thing in it. But anyway. When
2: um, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner was in Angel.
0: Yeah, he played, um, he was in the first season, wasn't he? No, the second season. It's the last series, his Angel's son. No. Yeah. He didn't play Angel's son. He was Angel's son. No, he played a vampire that Angel turned. No, he was Angel's son. No, he wasn't. You don't know your bloody... You need to... You need to watch Angel again.
2: I watched Angel. Did you? Yeah, he got shit as soon as that Irish guy got killed. He was the best part of it. But Jeremy Renner was Angel's son when, after his son had aged up and came back. You're just sitting there playing with your phone. No,
0: I'm reading it. Yeah, Penn was, his, was someone he turned when... Years and years ago, like Victorian times, and he came back for one episode. He banged him. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah, eventually, discovering Penn again after Penn faint evidence, is suggesting he was going after a school bus, Angel and Penn fought until Kate staked Penn through Angel. Impaling Angel through the stock of a broken board, while Penn was on his back. We're an angel... Point point now? Because, it, it, like, I'm telling you, like, look, here you go, He's, he wasn't Angel's son. Who played Angel's son? Oh, it was the dude from Mad Men. And he, he was, he was, Mad Men. he was so young when he was in Mad Men that he didn't look old enough to be like an ad exec in the fifties. So they had to shave his head. So like he had like a massive forehead in Mad Men mm. and it made him look older. It turns out that <laughs> they were doing it for so long. For some reason, the head didn't grow back oh, <laughs> It looks nice. super weird now. He's got a massive... has got fucking... <laughs> like, Why not just let him have normal hair? I don't fucking know. It's a stupid fucking... Show. Well, Mad Men was a great show. Like, there was a season or two that was crap. But, yeah, for the most part, it's me. Um, but, yeah. Um, I just watched the
2: bits with Christina Hendricks. NXM,
0: NXM would be a fascinating documentary once they're all convicted. But, yeah, the leader's in jail. Um, Alison Mack's not in jail yet. She's getting sentenced. And Kirsten Kirk was... She went to one of the retreats and then, like... They have they have celebrities that were basically like you should do this course, and then they get money for re- recommending people mm. do the course. But then there were other like levels where they were aware of the illegal activities and stuff, like racketeering and shit like that. Right, you reviewing? We're going about sex cults because you start talking
2: about Alice and Mac. Why? Well, no, I didn't. You should do. That's unbelievable. Don't sound like me. You done gulp him? See how much that came out on the mic. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Fuck's sake. Right.
0: You don't have anything to review, do you? Carmen
2: Rider Gain. Oh god <laughs> Carmen Rider again. Common ride again. Is a good time. So it's okay, so picture this, right? You got a version of Japan, it's like a city, and there's a big old building in the middle which is shaped like a tree. It sort of like goes up in a tower and spreads out. It's called Yggdrasil. Yeah. It's in the tree of life. Okay. Um, and you've got all these dance groups. They're all like dancing. They take over stages different districts of the I town like dancing. and they dancing. dance to this generic music that they've got which they probably got license free no, or it was already in the um, composer's sound library that he just had spare from ages ago. Yeah. Um, and there's all these different groups. And they've all got their own different styles like some of them Dress up like the guys from Osatake Osu- Aweidan, or Elite Beat Agents, as kids call it over here. Um, you know, or they got hip, cool gear with hoodies and shit. Or there's one of them that's like a whole bunch of, like, mean girls-looking girls and stuff. Yeah. A whole bunch of dance groups. But now imagine those dance groups represent different feudal um, regions of Japan, during feudal Japan, where different warlords were, like, fighting against each other. And then there's an outside force coming in that's bringing some sort of new thing that's threatening to upset the balance. <gasps> this thing being another dimension. Uh, there's another dimension called Helheim. And in and... Helheim, Helheim, there's fruit that grows. And if you eat the fruit, you turn into a monster. But you don't find that out until later on in the series because there's like this whole
0: thing. Do you still get to like, you know, do you still get to be a person?
2: No. No, you're a monster because there's a whole plot thing. But anyway, characters get these belts. There's a guy who's called a lock dealer. The dancers, every now and again, they'll take part in battles, a bit like Pokemon battles where they they have a lock seed. It looks like a lock and it's got a pitch with a fruit on it or a seed or something. They call them lock seeds. And you press a button and a little monster comes out and it's like a Pokemon battle. And if they win, they get to keep the stage. Mm. So it's like, yeah, we're challenging you for your stage. Yeah. Stuff like that. But then one day, the lock dealer, Sid, who gives out the locks to people who goes around with a suitcase, he's a bit of a shifty Lots fella. For sale. He gives out a belt what to a guy. And this guy, he finds some sort of, he calls his mates, he goes, hey, I found something weird. And it's like a zipper that leads into this other dimension, which is Hellheim Forest, which kind of looks like one of those Deep Dream Google things. Yeah. Remember Deep Dream? Where it was all like, you put a photo in it, it, all looks all weird and...
0: Yeah, basically just your Eyes out.
2: and shit and yeah. all that weird stuff. It kind of looks like that. It's like a forest that looks like that. Um, which is a neat effect for a TV show really to be able to because they obviously have to separate the actor from the background like the actors don't have that effect going on just the background around them so every time they're in there some poor bastard's got to roto out all the actors poor bugger but um, yeah they get the season if you've got a belt and you pick up one of the fruit it turns into a lock scene you put it in the belt gets superpower. super power. Turned to a Carmen Rider. Mm. Um, and one of the guys goes through because he's looking for his mate who's apparently gone in there and he finds the belt but doesn't find him and he puts on the locks belt and psh, turns into Carmen Rider again after figuring out how it works. Defeats the monster and it leads to a whole series of events where everyone's after these belts now and people are feuding with each other and they all want to take over places and the Yggdrasil Corporation's doing some sketchy shit and they're investigating Heldheim and they think there's something magical in there that they can find. Turns out Helheim is another planet that was destroyed by this fruit. And there's like the people who lived there before have turned into monsters, but some of them have kept their brains. And they're like super intelligent overlords, as yeah. they call them. And one of them, the one who's the ruler of them all, is in charge of a golden fruit. <gasps> and the aim is, the idea is, is that when they start invading a new world, the people in that world have to fight for the right to get the fruit so they can control the forest.
0: Not for the right to get And prize, that's no. what the
2: show builds towards. And, you know, there's lots of plot twistiness and backstabbery. And
0: Timey-wimey craziness. Really
2: good stuff going on. There's like um, a character called Kaito who's only interested in becoming stronger and becoming the strongest person there is because when Nick came to town, he, they sort of steamrolled over his dad's factory and steamrolled over the community and his dad committed suicide and all this sort of stuff. And it's like he saw them as trampling the weak and now he wants to be stronger so he can sort of protect the weak, but not really. Mm. Um you know there's a character who's like you know I'm on your side and I'm having fun and all this sort of stuff but he secretly you don't realize he's the brother of the guy who's running Yggdrasil and he sort of sides with them because he thinks it's the right thing to do but he's like staying with the team because he wants to see him smile he thinks he's protecting them but he's kind of screwing them over and there's all sorts of stuff like that it's lots of lots of conflicts coming together and twisting stuff and the whole show's like set up in a way where you'll get like a certain amount of episodes which fill up as like an arc like an animes tend to do you know where it's like this is the point of this section and it'll be like oh we're discovering what the powers do and then you know maybe it'll be oh we're finding out about the overlords and there'll be a set of episodes it's like a clear start and finish covering that plot event mm-hmm. um and the whole finale like the whole last 14 episodes i think it is is like hellheim invading earth and like, the entire planet's basically declared Zawame City as like a no man's land, and no one's allowed in. Now, they even tried to nuke it. Um, and there's like, the whole world's getting invaded now, and it's up to these couple of dancing kids in the forest, who seem to be gradually getting more and more powerful in bizarre ways, to save the world, I guess. Um, and it really, it escalates a lot like a lot of Kamen Rider series do, because they tend to start off with like some really simple premise, like this one. Bunch of dancers and they're fighting for stages with their little Pokemon type things. And then it ends up being like literally becoming a god and, you know, saving the entire universe. Standard stuff, you know, that's what happens when you get superpowers. But, um, little fruit race though, I love the whole. I couldn't tell when I walked in and saw an episode. The guy had a big old fruit slice for no, a visor. No. Of, of oranges. Well, it you obviously like a well,
0: of you see quite simply as fact. because A giant watched,
2: orange comes out the sky and lands on his shoulders.
0: But it's not that clear. when Because the shapes are so rudimentary, they're not like detailed shapes. Yes, are they got, they, they, giant, they, one of them's got bananas for shoulders. What I saw was a watermelon person, and you were yeah. like, it's clearly a watermelon, and I went... That could be the scheme of anyone who's just a Power Ranger. No, they're fruit based. They're all from it. I know they're fruit based, and I I, I saw the concept of a fruit based Power Ranger, but in, in actuality, they're Power Rangers Carmen Riders. Sorry, Carmen Riders.
2: Fucking I've got to forget there's The
0: good version of Power Rangers.
2: Oh, best ones. Um, Bravo. I like Bravo. Shit. He's um, Bravo is he's got durian. He's a durian based. Oh, cool. Like, so he stinks like shit. Yeah, probably. But and he's got like, like the
0: best tastes like custard.
2: It's really nice. He's got like the coolest looking arm with spikes all over it but he's a former military mercenary. He's also the campest person in existence. He is like hyper gay. Okay. And while in Japan they don't tend to be all that sensitive towards gay characters and stuff and he is very much a character of gay. He is like literally the manliest, toughest bastard in the entire show. Yeah. Like he's the only one who's older than all the other riders. He's like got to be late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. He's muscular and he's Taller than everyone else. And categorically, if he had more powerful um, weapons in it, he would probably be the most powerful character in the show. Like, he kicks the asses of the guys who are, like, a stage above him quite often. But he's also camp as Christmas and obsessed with the melon guy. (laughs) He's like... like, There's, like... The guy he turns into melon, Takatora, he gets sort of killed. Yeah. You think he's dead. Yeah. And someone else takes on his identity to screw with the team. Yeah. And they all think... Oh, this Takatori—he's turned on us or something. But the moment the *Comrade Bravo* season goes, that's not him. Who's this guy? He's this fucking bastard oh, impersonating because right. he knows it's not his majestic melon man that he's in love with. <laughs> he's also fucking hilarious. He like—he takes on a protege on the other guys. Okay. And there's one where he's sitting there and he's trying to figure out because he's booby trap one of the lock sees to so drop a pan on his head. Yeah. When he presses it, cause he's teaching him how he oh, makes so they, cakes he's a chef yeah so they um, can
0: also be used to, to attack people so somehow he figured out how to do it it's okay. not really a thing it's just the, it's a bit like bomber's
2: capsules he in, pressed a button you know. and a plate a saucepan landed on his head Okay. so he's scared of which one to use but then he's sitting there trying to decide and then the next shot goes to a side view and it's on a set of stairs and out of nowhere Bravo like leaps up above the stairs with a jumping flying cane kicking kicks him and a cartoon style launches him through the air yeah it's just funny shit like that I yeah. love him Bravo's That's the best comedy. um and, you know, he's a bit of a twat, but it's fine. He's a great chef. Yeah. He left the military. He he joined the military so he could go live in France as part of the um, French military. He changed his nationality to French just so he could learn how to make cakes while he was there. <laughs>
0: so, there are easier ways of doing that. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think. But he's a
2: kick-ass soldier guy. I like oh, him.
0: Fair enough. Sounds like there's a little bit more depth to this one than all...
2: It's, it goes into some dark territories and lots of philosophical shit, shit. about... Carmen
0: Rider often yeah. does, because it's usually... Well, Rider Rider's different from Power Rangers, because Power Rangers, you've got five people that are in it together. Mm. And whereas Carmen Rider, it's often one or two people dealing with, like...
2: There's a lot of riders in this. Like, six episodes in, they've introduced five riders. Oh. Um, but... so it's just
0: Power Rangers now. <laughs>
2: but they're not a team. <laughs> they, they're all different. It's all, the whole thing is about them conflicting. I'd but, like um... if it was
0: a bit like Gantz, and they had, like, Scorps. And each of them has something they want. They have a
2: leaderboard for the dance teams. No, but I mean, like... <laughs>
0: Each one of them has like a certain amount of points that they that they need to like I don't know bring back like a dead relative or, or get all the money that they've ever wanted. But and, then they'd
2: have to decide whether or not they want to bring back the relative, and really, it's more important to get a better power. Well, no, no,
0: but then like you would have like a certain competition to the fight. So imagine like you've got like the big monster fights, and like my it all time, starts
2: off. They just think it's all fun, and that they're fighting just for the sake of yeah. But I mean, know,
0: like if you if you gave like some urgency, so if you change the format a little bit, so you can have five riders have them all have like their own thing that they want and then have them like eventually discuss who's got what and why they've got it and then be like oh okay i understand you want to bring back your dead dad who you know you're fighting who... for
2: something that's what the whole goal of the series yeah i was. know but like
0: imagine imagine if like you've got one guy's like oh, i want all the money in the world and the other guy's like oh, i want to bring back my dead dad and then some the woman's like well a woman's like oh, i want to bring back my son who died of leukemia and they're all like,
2: son, you won't have anyone who's old enough to have a son in Kamen Rider.
0: Uh, in late thirties, early forties. Yeah, but he's
2: gay. You can't have characters with children.
0: <laughs> um, but basically they're, they're all fighting together and like, they basically say like, you, you get to the end of an episode and someone goes, how many points do you need? How many points do you need? Oh, you, you take this kill. Why don't you just watch Gantz? Because Gantz sort of, uh, there's no more Gans. <laughs> yeah. I've read all Gantz and I've watched all Gantz and there's no more Gantz. And also Gantz just got pervy. Like, the problem was, like... It got art. pervy. Yeah, it, it started, was pervy, it started, started the, pervy, yeah. yeah. Um, Gantz was one of those things that there was always so much, like, I think a lot of people that watched it were always like, oh, this would be cool if you did this, if you did that. And Gantz Zero is very much someone who didn't create Gantz, going, wouldn't it be cool if there was, like, a whole town being... Gantz Zero
2: is there? a whole part of this. It's got manga. Is it? Yeah, it's the Osaka arc. It's what comes directly after the part where the anime finished off.
0: What after the temple fight,
2: yeah. After the anime ends, the next part is that, yeah. Because
0: it's the temple fight, and then they see is it she? I can't remember the guy's yeah, name. But,
2: uh, that is the Osaka arc of Gantz, is the next part. And then, what's his face because he's just got his memory back? Brings back his friend, he brings back you know, the first kid, the one he dies, yeah. Um, and then his plan is from then on to save everyone else. No, but
0: he, so the, the, the manga, basically, what happens is at the end of the temple arc, his friend dies tall skinny dude instead of freeing himself brings back brings back the short yeah kid and he him. dies
2: in the process he, he... no
0: no he, he then dies on the mission after that mm. and that kid um, and he basically like loses all his memory because the kid is back in Gantz and pulls him back in
2: yeah it's all whole thing yeah it's just, it's that's the Osaka rock
0: is, like, is that's what I, the f- I didn't realise because it's Gantz Zero is it's so it. different it's the, not
2: really a zero it's an O yeah
0: sorry but, but, um, um, but yeah all well, the monsters aren't recognisable they aren't anyone mm, that I've seen before but no they
2: um I why talking about can't ride a game, you have to, to decide. Sorry, a sorry, shit. sorry, 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 sorry. It's really good. Cool. I liked it. It's um it's not as immediately enjoyable as like the trinity of double O's and fours were because those three are like freaking perfect. Um, but it's a hell of a lot of fun and I like the characters and I like I like that when he gets his superpower up it's all the fruit and it's shouts fruit basket when he transforms. The fruit salad. Yeah, it's all the fruit. I like that. I watched the crossover movie with Carmen Ryder Drive earlier and he got a special Carmen Ryder drive theme power-up and Drive had a a game theme power-up. They swapped powers. And they had like big Japanese helmets on and stuff and they couldn't get in his car. It was funny. And then they're sitting in the car and he's like, you need to put your seatbelt on, God. And he's like, I can't, what? Eh? And he can't find the seatbelt. He's like trying to reach for it on the side. It's not, it's one of those double shoulder jobs and he's like in his costume trying to put the belts on. It's fun times. That was Mm. fun. Um, But yeah, going. It's fun. Cool. Fun. Cool. I like. There has a sword that's shaped like a slice of orange. Yeah. yeah. Sounds. Sounds really fun. One of the other guys fights with two slices of kiwis. Great.
0: (laughs) I mean, it sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds fantastic. There's
2: some weird mystical shit early on, and halfway through the series, it's like it forgets about it, Mm. and at the end, they record. They made. Well, they make make it work. They basically go, oh, she was cryptic and weird and quite clearly one of the other characters. And at the end it's like, oh, she can time travel, but but time travel fucks up your brain and you can't communicate properly. And that's why everything she said was cryptic because it's like not real. I mm. like was weird... like, oh, that excuses the way why I was cryptic and un- unhelpful earlier on. Fair enough. Fine. Yeah. And then Kota goes blonde, which always looks weird when you see Japanese people with bright blonde hair. No, I haven't so often. It's a wig. It. just I haven't so
0: often. You know. They just dye their hair. It's a wig. All right, so it, it's a recommend. You finished it, yeah? Yeah. What's the uh, end game in this one? Told you, they're, they're
2: fighting it out for the. Um...
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, what's like, what's the big bad at the end? Is it like a couple of episodes? Well, they and, like, actually an...
2: defeat all the villains three episodes from the end, and then it's the final two fighting it out for the golden fruit. Okay. okay. And the aim is to, one of them wants to destroy
0: the world because it's getting another season.
2: No, because the Carmen Rider is always one series at a time. You never get a second series of Carmen Rider. Okay. Apart from Black and Black RX. Yeah. And technically v is a sequel to the original series. And also,
0: uh, what was the Dark reboot of it that I ended up mm-hmm. watching? Amazon's. Amazon's. Yeah, yeah it doesn't doesn't two count. seasons.
2: Yeah, but it's, not, it's still the same amount of episodes as one season. I think they basically commissioned the whole lot of that in one go. Because yeah. they might as well.
0: They had arcs. like They had like an arc for the first yeah. season and an arc for the
1: second season. But anyway, yeah.
0: Okay. okay. Game okay. it! Yeah. I always think of Ganru, the sumo wrestler in, uh, in Tekken. Ganryu, but I always, I always put on a Scottish accent when I talk about him because I always say that he's the only Scottish wrestler, oh, only Scottish sumo. Sorry, um, yeah, that's lovely. racist. Fun fact about me and Tekken: Why is it racist? Because Scottish people
2: can't be sumo wrestlers.
0: He can be Scottish. He can be a Japanese Scottish person who is a sumo wrestler. Son of a bitch! I don't take that. Not on you this podcast. Not trying to compare him to fat bastard. Not on this podcast. No, I'm not trying to compare him to fat bastard. How he was a sumo dumb. wrestler. Tekken came out 1998. The Spy Who Shagged Me also 1998 I'm pretty sure Tekken 1 came out in 96 <laughs> and Gary was in that fuck you <laughs> Gary's not in Tekken 1 he is nah. Tekken 2 is 96 isn't it or 97 Tekken... first Tekken's like 94 yeah so Tekken 2 is 96 he's in Tekken 3 isn't he no he's in Tekken 2 really? yeah Tekken 2 Tekken to the limit and then Tekken 3 Tekken Harder Tekken to the limit <laughs> ah Okay, I'm going to review streaming shit. Fuck it. I'm going to talk about Quibi. Is this your last review? Yeah.
2: No one cares about Quibi. You only found out about it this week. Yeah, so I watched a film on Quibi.
0: Why? Well, okay. So let me... say
2: you watched a film.
0: You watched like 32 seven-minute episodes. Listen up, here's a story about a little guy who wanted to watch a thing. (laughs) And all day and all night I kept watching things, but the things I watched were terrible. Um, So I... (sighs) I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lump them all together because they're all fucking same basically. Um, I watched I watched uh, the remake of the most dangerous game the the most deadly game most dangerous game whatever The most from. dangerous game most dangerous game with um, one of the Hemsworths and Christoph Waltz and it is and, one of the Hemsworths. It's going to be Liam Liam Hemsworth. Um, it is fine. It's on Quibi mm. and Quibi is the worst idea for a streaming service ever because you can't. So, okay, so Quibi, it chops up into little segments and then it's basically like, hey, watch one of these segments. And then when you next get five minutes or 10 minutes, watch another segment. But it doesn't give you the option to watch multiples in a row. So every time you go to watch something on Quibi, it stop starts. Like there's like, there's like a little intro to it for each chapter where it freezes the screen and it has like, it's really nice the first episode when that happens, or the first chapter when that happens, because it's it's like a like an old seventies exploitation film. It's just like the print.
1: Hmm.
0: It just says the most dangerous game, produced by a me-, you know like and and that's great. That like it instantly that gets you into the idea of what you're watching, and there's loads of like twists and turns. And if anyone's ever read the most dangerous game or watched one of the fifty adaptations of that fucking book, you'll know what it's about. It's a guy who's down on his luck he's asked to go to an island and get hunted by people and this instead, he stays in town. They have a rule that they don't use guns. So he basically is hunted by people that have like weapons as five people and they all have their own weapons. So like, one guy's using a knife, another guy's got ice picks that he hides up his wrist like Assassin's Creed. Why don't
2: they go to an island?
0: What? Well, because like... Budget. Some, I think it's budget and also the idea that he... Um, in On an island... Wait, is like, it set in New York? No, no. It's like uh, Los Angeles. Uh,
2: um, I would have said it in Manhattan. No, it's, it's not. all done online. Then, but
0: one one thing that's really interesting about it is that straight away, Crystal Faults is like crowds your friend, because if you're on a if you're in a crowd, you're less likely to be killed because these people aren't. This isn't like some worldwide crazy game. All we've done is we've gone. You guys want to hunt someone? Five of you pay us like two mil, and then you, within the city limits, you just fucking hunt this dude. And if you get caught, if you stab someone in public and you get caught and you're arrested and you go away for murder, we're not going to be linked to the fake IDs we've given you. We're not going to be linked to the, to any of the shit that you've got on you. We are completely absolved of this and the phone that you've got will not work to do anything other than, you know, cool. I, actually, I think it's only him that has a phone that can call and he can check his bank balance. But yeah, it's, and, and that's fine. It's like, it's a perfectly fine film. It's just fucking ruined by the Quibby format. Because it's chopped up. It. I really wish I could just watch it as a film because it really does it work. It will, it be on Netflix next year. You reckon? Yeah. Because yeah, Quibi's going under, isn't it? Well, no, all the, all
2: the people who made the films, the producers and everything, they yeah. keep the IP rights to the things they make. So they, they can make. just sell
0: it to Netflix. Yeah, because it's a scam. It's... Yeah, um, But but that's, like, I can't review that as a thing because Quibi ruined it. Like, you can't review it as a film because it's not a film. It's 15 episodes of 10 minutes each. So... You can do it, watch it every time you go for a poop. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I I had a look online and I and I had a look for other shit that was released because again, it's the time because of the weird time that we're in, shit that should be released in cinemas has been like relegated to iTunes and shit like that. So I ended up buying Capone. You know, the Josh Trank movie. Why are you talking
2: about Quibi though?
0: Well, I was talking about Quibi, but I think it's bullshit and I'm just saying that listen- Then why
2: waste time talking about
0: Quibi. Because I wanted to quickly say that like you do Capone next week. I was looking forward to watching the Most Dangerous Game. I didn't watch the most dangerous game. I watched fifteen fifteen fucking episodes of a film that probably quite serviceable if you just watch it as a film no, like
2: split up like Tom and Jerry cartoons it
0: is, when I was a kid
2: Transformers used to be shown in five minute parts
0: it's so fucking weird and there are like some there are some dog shit special effects in it that aren't helped by the fact that the scenes don't move as quickly as you want Like
2: if you, you hold it vertically it's not as bad
0: <laughs> that's the other thing this isn't formatted for that to work none of them are they're just, they're just, yeah, crops. They just, it just crops it and cuts out half the scene um, but yeah, anyway, so um, so I looked elsewhere for some form of entertainment because I found it quite insufferable to watch through the whole of that and it really did fuck me off doing that. So I heard great things about Capone. Josh Trank, he's released another film. What am I supposed after... to put down as a review for this part? You can put down Capone. Fuck's sake. Um, so Josh Trank released Capone. Try to get some focus. Yeah, I will. Josh Trank released Capone, which mm. is um, obviously the film about Al Capone, but it's his later life, so it's after the syphilis has entered his brain and fucked him up and ruined him. And he's barely, barely conscious. Syphilis he got when
2: he went to the other dimension.
0: No, the syphilis he got when he was 20 um and he didn't get it treated because he was scared the doctors would, because he, oh no, he was 14. He worked as a bouncer for a, worked as a bouncer for a, a brothel, yeah. got syphilis, didn't get it treated until he was 20. When he got treated when he was 20, he got treated for syphilis around his groin area. But the problem was that syphilis can spread and be localized in different areas, and it got to his brain, and it's essentially like him having a bunch of mini strokes continuously until he's he's just more and more. Um, there's less and less of him there, and so we. This is all about him in his late stage of life, and we start seeing him like grumbling and grunting his way around. Tom Hardy gives a really fucking weird but very purposeful performance. Um, he is he is fully committed to just being this like dribbling. Like often, often um, lethargic, out of it, and then fucking back in. Like, but a...
2: how is he in the film?
0: He's great. <laughs> um, but it's so sad. He say that's what he's like, <laughs> it's normally. So, it, it's so sad and dour. Like, there's. How Did you feel bad for Capone? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> you Oddly enough, Altonpone, despite no. the fact he killed tons of people, like he yeah. he murdered like forty people. I mean, it's between twenty five and forty people. He's he's that's okay. He's a tax evasion. That was bad. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing is that he's buried 10 million somewhere in his house ha- and like he's hidden 10 million somewhere in the house he can't remember because his mind's fucked he's had a stroke already so his, his mind is even further influenced by this he just basically sits around the house yelling at no one chasing ghosts when he can stand up and walk around he's often pissing and shitting himself in some scenes mm-hmm. like he has a cigar between his mouth and it starts dripping and at one point he has a stroke so they say you can't Carl, Carl McLaughlin's in this yeah. Yeah. And he's really good. He plays the doctor. And there's a meeting between him and some other gangsters where they're like, they're like, Doc, he's getting worse. And the doc's like, I mean, he's going to get worse. This isn't a disease. He'll survive. And they're like, yeah, but Doc, you want him to get better, right? And the doctor's just like, Oh fuck. It's not going to get better for me. Like, he's like, he's like, I'll, I'll come and live with them. I'll come and live with, I'll come and live with the, the components. I'll come, I'll come and live with them. I'll help them. And, and so he moves in and like, they, he starts like drawing therapy. So McConnell is talking to him, like trying to get him to draw where the money is and and trying to get him to recollect things. And there's just nothing shaking any of the mm. information loose. And it like the whole film's just so sad and dour. Like there's no light, there's no levity to any of it. Like you'd think, you'd think that in a film where it's constant blows to the head, you would have some levity for your audience. You'd have some moments. Does
2: Capone get better in the end?
0: He dies when he's four, yeah, you know that he has a final stroke so he has a stroke at one point and they basically say he can't have cigars anymore and like his one character trait throughout the film is he's always got a cigar between his lips always munching on reminds me of the smoking he cigar. got
2: syphilis from yeah.
0: <laughs> he's always smoking a cigar and um, and the doctor goes you can't give him cigars anymore and they're like what are we going to fucking do and the doc's like he's just like got a carrot in his hand and he chops the end and he goes <laughs> just give him that and Capone <laughs> like from that point on in the film is munching on a carrot instead of a uh, and it's like, you know, he's a bad, horrible guy, but... Just pulled up a massive dildo and just chopped <laughs> the end off. He's a terrible, terrible dude, but this is... It's like you being tortured because he was tortured. And, like, he fully deserved to have a bad ending to his life. He was a bad guy, but we don't need to be tortured because he was tortured? Like, no,
2: just because he's a bad guy doesn't mean he's a bad guy. <laughs>
0: it's just it's a really tough watch like it's an hour and 40 I think mm. uh, there's a couple of moments that are really nice where Matt Dillon enters the film and he's he plays his sort of friend and they go on a fishing trip and stuff like that together and like it turns out that the whole time Matt Dillon's someone that that, um, that Capone viciously beat and <laughs> he went nuts and so he's mm. seeing this figment of his imagination so all these weird moments where like there's a moment again hints at levity but never quite accompli- quite accomplishes it there's a moment where Capone and Matt Dillon are driving down the road Matt Dillon the police don't care about him because he's just like a low level enforcer essentially why not they he's turn
2: just... him into a cyborg that would have kept
0: him alive Capone's wearing like his wife's hat and sunglasses as mm. they're driving down the road but he's still munching on the cigar dribbling and he's still got the like the rotten parts of his face where the syphilis is eating and and it's just like there's no levity in that. They don't like. It's not Capone going like. Well, you're not, not used to he...
2: watching serious films, are you?
0: No, I am. Absolutely, mm. I am. But in every story of someone's life, there are moments where you can you can gleam something. There's mm. like humanity within it. Like if you watch if you watch like even the most horrific films like Schindler's List, there are moments in that where, despite the fact this horrible thing Schindler's is list,
2: yeah, I Schindler's fist.
0: In Schindler's List, you've got moments yeah. where humanity pokes through. So, like, there's that weird element of, like, not everything is totally awful. And there are moments of suspense where, like, awfulness is about to come and then, obviously, it turns around. It's like the part with the shower scene where Schindler's... The people Schindler's saving takes into a shower and they think they're going to be gas. They think that like, it's all been, like, a folly. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the water comes on and there's that moment of, of pure, like... Absolution for these people. There's a like euphoria to being free. In this, there's nothing. If you can find, if you can find moments of, moments of, of, of happiness, of joy, if you can, if you can gleam those moments in a film, it, it makes it feel like, you know, you've watched this terrible thing, but there's like an end game. There's something that can happen. That can, the end game is he dies. In Capone, he doesn't even die on screen. No. Like they say, like, he died eight months later. it's a freeze frame? Yeah do you. you can't lift his hand up <laughs> by that point in the film Forget. there's like a moment where he's been interviewed by, the, interviewed by the FBI and they're like we know you've got money hidden in the house I think you like the, the FBI agent oddly enough played by the kid did you watch Fighting With My Family in the end nah Paige's brother's played by this kid who's quite good in that film actually in this he plays an American FBI agent and there's a moment where they're interviewing him with Carmen Cochrane and playing his doctor and he's like I don't say anything and the lawyers there as well saying don't say anything and, and they turn off the tape recorder and he goes Al, I think you're a piece of shit. I think you deserve everything that's fucking happened to you. Mm-hmm. Like, you are weak. Your family's broken. You've got one opportunity here. You tell us where those ten million, that 10 million is, and all this bad shit that's happening to your family, all the audits, all of us reclaiming the shit, it's fucking gone. You just mm-hmm. tell us where that money is. And, and Tom Hardy looks at him, drool dripping down his face, it's fucking heavy makeup. Like, he is made up like his hair's like thinned, or he's wearing a wig and he's fucking painted with makeup and he's sitting awkwardly in every scene he's like hunched over or he's like it's like he's got his shoulders pulled up so his neck like in really uncomfortable positions and he's just like he's like money and then you just hear like a comically loud man shitting himself <laughs> and you know like where you're like he's like he's like uh, and they're both like they go, oh, that smells! That smells so bad. Like in your head, you're like, is someone laughing at this, or am I just watching a man suffering from horrible mental debilitation? It's hilarious
2: bit it? in Fantastic Four when they're all suffering from their their mutations. It's hilarious. It's uh, still, and the
0: guy's head blows up. <laughs> so uh, this is still a review of Capone, uh, but in but in contrast, I watched The Wrong Missy. Stop talking about other films. No, no, no. But I just want to. You're quickly, done. I want to just quickly say I want to just quickly say a film about a man going through the last years of his life slowly having his brain rot away and and you know and his family fall apart and all this other shit it was so much easier to watch it's an hour and 40 minutes of just painful like repeatedly like look at him die look at him die look every semblance of happiness in his life is rotting and fading look at him die he's dying yeah that's the fun part and then I watched The Wrong Missy which is the newest Adam Sandler film for Netflix and I'll tell you what, I laughed more during Kaboom Compl- than I did during the wrong, there are like seven rape jokes in the wrong Messy. There are like, it's just, it's fucking Adam Sala making the worst possible film. And also, it's a film that posits the idea that, that, um, that, that David Spade can not only be with Sarah Chalk, that's right, Sarah Chalk from Scrubs and Ricky Morty, that incredibly attractive blonde woman, he can also be with Laura Rose Lapkus. Anne. No, Laura she Lapkus. She in Roseanne. <laughs> He can also be with Laura Lapkus. The woman who's 20 years younger than him, still very attractive. And, and, and like, not only that, but there's also a third woman who's a Swedish supermodel that's into him. Like, and it's really funny that, like, in Capone, everything Tom Hardy does is for his performance. Like, he's, like, the way he moves and, like, he never drops it. Like, you never get a moment where it's, like, and he's wearing, like, contact... Like the same David
2: Spade's ma- performances.
0: David Spade, at one scene, they're on a boat, and David Spade... Every other character is topless. Even the old man who's like 60, 70 years old is topless. David Spade's wearing a vest (laughs) because he probably looks gross. And then also, he's wearing a trucker cap to keep his wig on. (laughs) Like, he wears it when he goes in the water. It's not so you recognise him as a character because the other guy that's in the water with him, the other guy that's in the water with him is like six foot two. Um, Yeah, just like... The Wrong Missy is... Why are you talking about The Wrong Missy? Because I need to contrast this.
2: Capone we know didn't... know Capone's not funny. Capone, I know you're expecting a jolly good fun time.
0: Capone didn't do well. 2.5 million is what they expected it to... They, they've they expect Like, it was meant to be a cinema release. Mm. It had a 40 million budget. It did 2.5 through rentals and um, people buying it online. It's not great. Not a great performance at all. The Wrong Missy is apparently breaking all the records for fucking Netflix. Like, it's been watched by tons of people. It's like a bird box level phenomena. <laughs> But it is the worst, most repugnant piece of shit I've ever seen in my life.
2: You watched it five times.
0: I watched it once, and I might watch it again so I can review it properly next episode. But yeah, Capone. Um, I'll tell you what, Capone is just miserable, but everyone who's in it is fantastic. That's kind of the problem. Everyone who's in it is fantastic. Everyone is really trying, and
2: it really feels like... Films can be miserable. They don't have to have No, no, I I,
0: I agree. I agree. Films can be miserable. But the problem is that there's often, there is a point to them being miserable. Like, you'll see reasons for them being miserable. You'll, you'll get the sense that they're miserable for a reason. But not every character is a fucking utter shite. You know, like, in those films, there's always, like, a character you can bond to. It's meant to be an audience surrogate, right? like that's kind of the point you're meant to be no you
2: don't have to have an audience surrogate
0: in In something like this I think you do like I think this is like I said Josh Trank as a director is getting a great performance from everyone and Tom Hardy it like if you watch it it is just fucking weird to watch an actor that people don't associate him with high energy but think about how good he was in Inception and you've got Dark Knight Rises as much as we'd like you spoke about you didn't like that film everyone everyone kind of that Star Trek Nemesis. He wasn't bad in Star Trek yes, Nemesis. This he is. He's fucking awful. That film's terrible. He wasn't that bad Everything in about it. that film's awful. He wasn't that bad in it. I mean he was in he's great in Brunson. Like he always brings like a certain energy to stuff and he's never like he never seems to be playing the same role twice. But you want to sit down for a bit.
2: That's why I did Mad Max Fury Road. You want to sit he down for a bit. He doesn't
0: really sit down a lot though. He like stumbles around like I swear that either he was wearing like braces or something like that in some scenes, but they, they do stuff. They must have been doing stuff so he, he
2: shitting himself. keep parties. those
0: poses. Especially like the way that he fucking... He constantly sits. Like, if you're f- if you're doing five or six takes and you're sitting in an awkward position and you're filming for like hours on end, that's fucking awful. Not
2: with man. one take Hardy.
0: <laughs> one take Hardy. Yeah. Straight in. He's like, uh, he's like the guy from Planetary. He never misses. Yeah. And then, end, yeah, Rosemary Down's pregnant.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I, I I recommend people watch it. Like, I really hope people... I, I hope it gets a second life because... Like I said, fascinating. It's really weird watching it. It's, um, yeah, just odd. Um, I give it a Tom Hanks. I don't think like, I don't think everything about it's great. I think the performance is really strong. The performances are really strong and everybody does really well. And I think like Tom Hanks, you can always depend on him being kind of the best thing about a Tom Hanks film. I can't think of anything where he's been, you know, outdone by Turner and Hooch. Okay. Yeah. Hooch was pretty great. Yeah. Splash. Eugene Levy mm. um, no but like even something like mm-hmm. Saving Private Ryan so many people forget that Matt Damon's kind of the focus on that film it's Tom Hanks isn't it Tom Hanks, Vin Diesel picture. yeah Vin Diesel's great in that he is actually really good in that Um, he's really fucking sad I recently rewatched Saving Private Ryan so it's kind of on my mind but Shaving fucking, Ryan's Private. is it Capazzo is that his name in that I can't remember I think remember. Vin Diesel's name All is films Capazzo are boring, but yeah. it's the fact that Vin Diesel's like Vin Diesel's like can you can you say this letter and give it to my dad it's got a bit of blood on it but that's okay because uh, he's obviously been shot by the sniper and he like mm-hmm. fucking gets like proper like like fucking segmented out by it and uh and yeah like his mate's just like stay there stay and his mate's played by Adam Goldberg really mm-hmm. fucking good as well mm-hmm. Barry Pepper um yeah I was gonna review Stargirl this week and I forgot about it until just now <laughs> <laughs> Stargirl was pretty good hashtag not my star man though
2: your review you're wasting time now <laughs>
0: Hmm.
2: So that was your review of Quibi.
0: No, nah, Quibi's pointless mate. I reviewed So Capone. why did you even talk about I reviewed it? Because <laughs> I suddenly remembered I watched Capone. Fuck so <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna review Quibi. I'm gonna really take Quibi to the cleaners and I was like, I watch Capone. It's like that um it's like that anime meme where it's the guy looking at the butterfly. <laughs> it's like it's like me watching the point fly away
2: going to apologise to everyone?
0: no fuck no <laughs> should I start talking about The Wrong Missy in more detail no should I start talking about right. Stargirl she- have you watched Stargirl yet
2: no Oh, that's really good don't give a shit She-Ra again Princesses of Power season 5 the last series
0: didn't you review this last week
2: no because it only just came on this week it was two released- weeks ago no it got released on Monday you were talking about She-Ra the other week no I wasn't you were no I wasn't
0: you were You were about Shira no, recently? I, I was here uh, when you did it
2: months uh, ago when the season 4 was on Raw season five is the last season of Shira ever. Yeah. Oh, they're not I doing a oh. five seat. Well, it's four seasons really because one season was split in two Yeah, that's. I think said cheeky bastards. Time. But um,
0: she's in love with her. with a.
2: But they did the whole thing, like the end of last series, they, Eternia. It turned out had been in a, some sort of pocket dimension where there's no stars or anything like that. Yeah. And it basically, it belonged to another galaxy, and some magical shit happened years ago to pull it out of that galaxy to protect it from an evil galaxy wide dictator called Horde Prime. Uh, and did. Hordak is a clone of Horde Prime. Okay, like Horde, Darkseed. Horde Prime basically has his entire army is clones of himself. Okay. And he's like connected through them like a neural network so he can see what they see, he can take control Just of them. Just like Darkseed. All this sort of stuff. He's this, yeah, freaking Horde Prime's old school. Yeah, just like He was that. in the um, She-Ra comic books back in the 80s and everything. She-Ra! But, um, yeah, so Hordak's been returned to them, and he's had his mind wiped and all this sort of stuff. Cool. But maybe there's remnants there. Yeah. <gasps> um, but the whole thing follows on from where that ends off, where Catra and Figgin' um, What's-Her-Face is trapped on their um, glimmer. They're trapped on Horde Prime's ship somewhere out in the galaxy, and the best friend squad, Bo and Adora and everyone, they're going to try and rescue them.
0: Best friends squad. And Adora unite. can't
2: turn into she anymore because she smashed the sword in the last episode Oh. to stop it from activating the heart of Ethereia, which was going to destroy all sorts of stuff. But Will... And that's where he left off. So then she's like, we still need to save her, even though she doesn't have her powers. She's still going to try and save Glimmer and all this sort of stuff. And the whole series is basically... I was expecting... The rescuing Glimmer and Catra to be the finale point of it. Yeah. To build towards that. But that's actually out of the way in like four episodes. Um, this, it, basically, they go off in a spaceship, they save Katra and Glimmer. Katra, while she's trapped there, realizes that she's kind of alone. Mm. And without even having Horde act to mess around with, she can't push around Horde Prime and manipulate him like she could everyone else. So that was her only way of like venting her frustrations was to manipulate people into things and, you know, she had frustrations at Adora and all this, and she's lost all that. And then she decides to do something good for once, and she saves Glimmer. She does okay. the thing to help Glimmer escape, and then because she helps save Glimmer, Adora's like, we have to save Catra, because, you know, she did something good, and we shouldn't give up on her. Yeah. Because she was indoctrinated by the Horde. She's, you know, her brain's not right, like Glimmer, like Adora was originally. So the whole series is, like, about her and Katra's um, relationship being brought back together. Um, meanwhile, on Etheria... Horde Prime sent his troops down and they're like putting chips in the backs of people's necks and putting them into the network so he's controlling people on Aetheria so there's a whole like invasion of the body snatchers thing going on (gasps) where I fucking love that movie a group of them are like basically the last ones left who aren't under Hordak's control and he's got the princesses he's captured are off you know fighting his battles for him Yeah. so he can take control of Aetheria and then take control of the heart of Aetheria at the centre which he's going to use to his plan is to basically destroy the entire universe so there'll be true peace so wipe out everything. He's been alive for centuries and I mean, thousands wrong, and thousands it? of years and all that. It's not wrong, he wants is. to wipe everything out. Um, Horde Prime's a sort of interesting, creepy character. Mm. The way he'll just take control of different clones of him that are going around and he's always constantly got his eyes on people. And Like Ultron, no. in Age of Ultron. Maybe. But, um, yeah, I liked what they did with the series. I liked the the fleshing out of characters they gave, the... Like what they do with Ado- with Catra and Adora. Two ladies kissed. Yeah, there's, loads of- there's been stuff like that
0: before. Oh. But two ladies are in love gay as kiss. heck in the oh. show.
2: A lot of the series focused on Netossa and Spinarella, who were in the first series very, very briefly, because yeah. everyone was like, who are those two princesses? Like, yeah, we've been here like the whole time. And no one knows. There was always oh. like the extra seats there, and they were just busy. Um, but they're a couple, and Spinarella gets controlled by Hordak, and Netossa's like, she's like, Acting like Batman, where she's got plans on how to take down every princess and knows all their weaknesses and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. When Catra's like, "Oh, really? You've got a weakness against so all? You, you know all our weaknesses." She pulls up a water bottle and sprays water in Catra's face, and Catra's like, "Yeah, she knows how to take you all out." Her plan to take down Spinarella was like, "Oh, she's got a dodgy ankle, so I'm going to take out her ankle." Oh god, that's my weakness. She's like, "You can't take her down with a dodgy ankle," and that's
0: exactly how she does it in the end. I was going to say, mm-hmm. that fucking takes me down in a second. Yeah. If ever I go on a rampage, mm. just kick out my left ankle. It's but, fucking um, terrible.
2: Yeah, and gradually as it goes along, Shiva like, in moments of extreme pressure, she turns, Adora turns into Shiva without the sword. Okay. And, like a sword appears out of mid-air and she mm. grabs it. Like
0: Because like the true sword were the friendships we made she along the, the way. The
2: power is inside of all along. Yeah,
0: true friendships. Um... But yeah, she learns
2: how to summon the sword and become powerful again. Oh, that's awesome. Um but it leads to this massive finale. Like the last two episodes is like an hour long. It's almost like a movie. Like they could have mm. they could have easily stretched it out for another half hour and made a full blown movie as the finale. Um but it's fantastic. It's it reminds me of how the first series ended, because the first series had that euphoric defeat in the horde of a giant gay rainbow of water. Yeah, yeah. And this series has the whole everyone's coming together. They're beating Horde Prime. It keeps getting to the point where it's like there's no way they can possibly win. They keep pushing that further and further where, like, like, effectively doing it. It's not just a case of they beat the bad guy and then he gets back up. It's like like Hordak breaking free of his control and pushing Horde Prime down a pit, but then Horde Prime takes control of Hordak before he dies. So now he's controlling Hordak's body and mm. all that sort of stuff. And it's constantly, like, making you think it couldn't possibly get any worse for everyone, but... They still saved the day, and it wasn't some weird interdimensional nonsense like in the other series. It was an EMP. Yeah. Then the other series, they had like a lot of high concept stuff where the planet was destroyed, and it was all like an interdimensional construct thing, oh, okay, and they yeah. recreated it, and it was a bit Doctor Who. The planet, um,
0: the, the enemy we were searching for was the enemies we made along the way. We were... But this one just has a nice.
2: We're just going to concentrate on kicking ass. Um, yeah. friggin', friggin' Scorpio. Is uh, on because she in the last series, she sort of comes around to join in the good side. She realizes Catra has been a bit of a bitch to her, and mm. she's like, she's never really had friends before, and now she's like getting friends and she's really happy and she sacrifices herself to help her. Well, she lets herself be captured by the horde, yeah, but she's like, Look, don't worry, I can do this, I'm strong. And it's like a good shot from behind of her with her back all muscled up and everything. It's just <laughs> like. like Great stuff. Um,
0: yeah, it sounds it, it sounds like it ended such, on the strongest possible note. Yeah, the thing
2: is that when it ends, when they defeat the villain and everything, and Horde Prime and everything's been saved, and Hordax, Horde Prime's fleet is destroyed, it just kind of goes for about a minute and then ends, and it kind of feels like there should be something else because mm. there's still a few things here and there. You haven't really had Glimmer reuniting with her dad much beyond a quick moment at the end. Like there's still Catcher and Scorpio probably have some stuff to go over.
0: It's always going to be the case with but- these sorts of things, though, isn't it? I mean, like look at.
2: Well, it oh. ends with them going, hey, do you think we've got time for one more adventure? And they go, yeah, Best Friend Squad, yeah, and then it ends. Mm. And I feel like you could they should do a movie. Just do a one-off yeah. straight-to-Netflix movie. They will. Um, they mention Eternia at one point. And, you know, they've got the Kevin Smith He-Man series yeah. starting and things. Like, I don't think they're going to cross over anything like that. Because the animation style is going to be completely different. Um, the He-Man series is
0: going to look like flash anime. Flash style, isn't it? Weird. Where,
2: no, they're not Flash style. They're proper hand-drawn animation, all these.
0: The He-Man one, I thought it was like all weird, chibi...
2: He-Man? No, He-Man's... Oh, I'm thinking
0: of, I'm thinking of the... If we think
2: of Thundercats rule. Yeah,
0: that's what I was thinking of.
2: You no, know, the He-Man thing is going to be anime-style, apparently. Mm-hmm. But um, they mentioned Eternia, which was like, that's because Eternia's linked to Greyskull. She always says, for the honour of Greyskull, to transform. Yeah. Never once does she questioned what a Greyskull is. <laughs> so, yeah, because Greyskull comes from the source of the magic on Eternia, which is where He-Man and that is. Um. Although that opens up questions then, because freaking um, He-Man's mum's from Earth she's a human so
0: <laughs> mm. um, maybe it's best not to but um, I mean well no because there's always those opportunities Like it's what I say about anything where there's where there's loads of build up to something there's always going to be there's always going to be some unsatisfactory endings to it like there's always going to be conversations you want to see or there's going to be reunite there's going to be people reuniting it's so much like Again, say You Could have just game. done
2: with letting the last episode run a few minutes longer just to have yeah. that little epilogue.
0: Like i I would have been fine with the last fucking Marvel movie being two movies because that battle could have been a movie in its own. Just people seeing each like, other again.
2: Yeah. Jeez. Because like you've that got... whole last battle was struggle enough as it was.
0: Yeah, I know, but like if you if you'd spread it out, so it was, like instead of Thanos just bombing the fucking place, like his plan takes a little bit before he comes back. Mm. They get their final wish to bring everyone back. They're seeing everyone. I mean, like, the way that Iron Man and the Wasp react to seeing each other again for the first time. They're just walking next to each other like, oh, hey, you're back. And, like, in my head, I'm like, they've not seen each other for five years. It's been, like, the shortest amount of distance. It's been a couple of months. It's (laughs) been the shortest amount of distance for those two characters. Mm. But at the same time, like, you wouldn't just be like, hey. You'd be like, fuck, you're back. Mm. You made it. Like, this is insane.
2: Actually, no, it wouldn't be much of a deal at all. Because to them, nothing happened. Well... They just felt a bit funny, and then
0: I think doesn't doesn't it, don't they say that Doctor Strange filled them in and everything. Like even yeah. even like did some magic. I stuff. think the only the only reaction that really felt like it fit what I expected was Tony Stark and Spider Man.
2: Yeah, but to him it's only been five minutes. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know, but like, but no, it's the way that Spider Man is very much like, oh, it's only been five minutes. But to to Iron Man, it's like, fuck, we actually did this. Yeah, like and his like the way he embraces him and stuff is very very sweet. But it's just like. You know, or I wasn't I...
2: Mary Jane in the final fight, or what's her <laughs> name? Isn't this
0: she comes along with that mace from uh, Far From Home? Yes. <laughs> Boom. Um, no, like so. Anim- the Spider-Verse spiders in the back <laughs> isn't it weird that like animated films uh, animated series sorry like stuff like Shirai is getting a lot of play because it's doing a lot of representation you stuff and still get up.
2: lots of weirdos friggin yeah. shouting and screaming and so moaning about I showed you
0: the intro to that Buckle. episode of Harley Quinn where they like properly take the piss out of the people that have been like those people yeah. who have been leaving review that whole episode's amazing so it's about Batman waking up from a coma yeah. and being like I'm still Batman and like going and trying to fight crime <laughs> and there's a point where Bane breaks both of his legs and he's just like he's just like how are you in there are you okay <laughs> your legs are pointing the wrong direction <laughs> he's like I'm fine keep fighting <laughs> like that like, and um and so they've recently started dealing with the fact that um so Harley Quinn has officially gone over the Joker as of this series so she's like dealing with those feelings but at the same time like they had an episode recently where her and Poison Ivy kiss at the very end hmm. And it's a series that's, you know, is basically, it's like a, it's like a sugar rush on screen often. Like there's hyper violence and things like that, but for the most time it's very bright, colourful and like very silly. Even people like the Riddler, who's played by Oscar winning Jim Rash, is like, he's like, um, they capture him to run in a wheel to power their base. And he's like, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in my life. I don't want to leave this place. <laughs> like, he's like, look how good I look. <laughs> like, should have used the flash <laughs> well no the, I think the flash is dead like a lot of people have died because Gotham gets blown up at the end of the first series but um, but yeah Harley and Poison Ivy shared a kiss and obviously in the comics that's happened a bunch of times like Harley's had boyfriends, girlfriends yeah
2: Harley's anyway. also gangbanged and of Joker cosplayers in the comics
0: uh, was that actually in Canada oh god that was Mark Miller yeah yeah yeah.
2: probably I mean he, can, probably. <laughs> he usually is
0: yeah uh, but no but so um, was the thing awful and distasteful yeah.
2: was it Mark Miller yes
0: so leading up to leading up to I that point they basically they, they escape a prison together and it's a very silly prison and it even has like a cameo by um, by oh god I can't remember his name it's like one of the um, Mexican comedian guys not the chubby one the other one the one who's in Cool Cat Saves the World or whatever his name is I can't remember but he's not a very good comedian but like like in this show they pretend he's like the best thing ever but they escape and all this other stuff and as they're like as they're sitting there they're like we fucking made it out they just start kissing and then the episode ends and instead of having the theme music play over the credits as it does every episode of the series, from that point on they don't play the theme music because at the end of every episode they kind of deal with stuff. So the next Mm -hmm. episode is Harley's trying to deal with her feelings for uh, Poison Ivy because she clearly, she has feelings for her and she's realising that those feelings Mm -hmm. are uh, uh, romantic. And so instead of dealing with those feelings, she's like, I'm crazy. I kiss everyone. She goes and kisses the short guy with mind powers. And it's like, oh, you're not my type. What are you doing with <laughs>
2: like that? Oh, you said a bad word to Wonder Woman. You did, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and she's like, she's like, I'm crazy. I kiss everyone. Yeah. And like that's like the through line. And she's just going around going, oh, man, I kiss everyone. And she ends up going and meeting Darkseid. Darkseid. She ends up going and meeting Darkseid and fighting Big Bertha to get the control of the Parademon army. And then she's like, Yeah, I'm going to take over Gough. And It's like, But Harley, you were kind of a hero for the last two seasons. Why are you doing this now? And she's like, I don't know. I'm Harley. I'm crazy. I kiss everyone. <laughs> and, and like, all these parody are flying around and stuff. And then she's like, No, you're right. I've got to deal with this. And like, um, and she's about to tell her something. And then Kite Man turns up, who's um, Poison Ivy's um, fiance in this. And uh, and he's just like, hey, babe, I saw all the craziness. Kind of avoided it. Low key. Don't have any superpowers. I so don't want to get involved with parademons, but I'm glad to see you're okay. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's right at the point, the point that Harley Quinn was going to tell her about her feelings. And, and then she just like, she goes, I, I'm just thinking of all the crazy stuff we'll do for your bachelorette party. And she's like, oh, oh yeah, that will be cool. And then she's like, yeah. And they just end silent again. It's mm. the greatest. And it's like, it's interesting that, you know, these programs that, you know, the Joker gangbang and things like that, DC Universe isn't known for being good with this shit. Like, Marvel's not much better, but at least Marvel, if they're like, you're gay, or your character's gay, they're like, they don't suddenly start throwing glitter everywhere and like, fucking, like, with rainbow t-shirts and stuff like that. Um But in, in the DC comics, if someone's like, if someone's, everyone's bi until they're not bi, at which point they're just gangbanged and it's like such a it's so weird that the animated TV program like Shira ra isn't in that universe She-Ra isn't anything to do with DC yeah though. so why are you going about DC though? they handle yeah. the they handle the LG, LGBTQ like sort of those things so well mm. and then you've got something like um like as I said Harley Quinn they're dealing with they're dealing with these feelings that like and also every character uh, every point like they don't talk about their sexual preference so it's just like oh they're just human beings and that's kind of nice and yeah. interesting yeah um but yeah there was some widows out- will still complain yeah widows were comp- i don't know if you remember why the last man when the last few um issues were released but basically um one of the people who wrote it said that um I, I think they came out to say in like a random forum post they were like oh trans people if they'd transitioned and they were taking hormones and stuff like that they may not be affected by the disease like men are because mm. at that point you know obviously your biology's changed and they were like, and it's even, we wanted to hint at one character being trans, which was the doctor who's um, a lesbian to begin with hmm. and interested in women. So at no point does she want to go through the process. Because, like, by that point, they've cloned Yorick and they've started sending him out to go and have sex with people and breed the next generation, I guess. But, um, but um but yeah, like, they said that. And the internet blew up. People weren't fucking mad. There are still people that complain about, like, Why the Last Man being like, it should be Why the Last straight white male women fucking like it's like, what are you talking about? No, just because there might have been a trans character in something that you didn't like because someone was willing to question science. And like even even so, like, you didn't write it. You don't own this thing. The only person who owns this thing are the people that create it. And if they've said they wanted to include that, they wanted to create something like that, why are you getting sad about it?
2: So angry. It's like this whole stuff. red
0: pill thing. Do you see like Don Jr. was saying that, oh, i I took the red pill. It's like, hey man, I took the red pill. And then Lana Wachowski Wich- said Lily. Lily, sorry, uh, Wachowski said, "I
2: just y- said fuck
1: both of you."
0: Yeah, fuck both of you. I don't <laughs> think you understand. Yeah. And and then someone went, someone went, "Oh yeah, SJW. It's, it's Like it's literally the person who invented the concept. And they were like,
2: and "They tried to say, oh no, because in Total Recall he gets offered a red pill. He doesn't get offered a blue pill. No. <laughs> and there's a reason why it was a red pill in The Matrix because that's what colour estrogen pills were in <laughs> 1999.
0: And also the other thing was that." Um, That people is like, I've, I've made this argument for years that people keep saying, oh, like, it's bad to be woke. Go, go woke, go broke. I was like, the whole point of the matrix is you wake up from the matrix. Hmm. Like you are woke if you wake up from the matrix and they're like, no, it's meant to be ironic. I'm being ironic. You know, it's like, oh, right. So you'd rather be one of the sleeping people. And it's like, no, I'm not asleep. My eyes are open. And I'm like, I think the very
2: things when they complained about, um, what was it, Black Panther? Yeah, it's just, just you know, it's just race in SJW bullshit, and it's like, what is it? The third highest-grossing, fourth 5 highest five-grossing film like, how of time. Been a character for yeah since the sixties. Yeah,
0: yeah. I would like the what fact if they did
2: Black Panther, but he was white.
0: <gasps> you mean the Captain America? <laughs> no, not like Captain America. <laughs> no, something completely different. I, I, I was tweeting someone the other day, and um, they were like, their, um, their Twitter handle was something like DCU Rocks, and I said, wouldn't it be great if we got a good Superman movie? And they were like. Yeah, it would be nice, wouldn't it? And I was like, I wouldn't even care if Superman was black. I just want a good one. And <laughs> they were like, I agree. And I was like, I wish Michael B. Jordan got to play Superman. And they were like, I actually agree with you there too. And I was like, not all these people are bad. <laughs> I was like, nice. You may have just been like, you may have just been like, I hope this guy leaves. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, at least I got someone to say that they're fine with it.
2: They should do a Superman comic where they find the pod and they open it and it's a black kid and they just close it. Put it back.
0: There from the pod, and it's got like NWA posters. Is it? Oh <laughs> it's no, it's like... only enough for black kid. <laughs> Look out! He's got a gun. <laughs> um, I, I. Yo, I'm Superman. <laughs> what I... up, bitches? I like. I just. I. I'm a big fan of just making something good. <laughs> but yeah, there's less of that nowadays. But we've got Justice League coming out <laughs> anyway. Anne, where can people find you? Say so what I thought was she Oh, just sorry. Just what do you mean she Raw? Me. Sorry, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Would you recommend people watch it? Yes. Yeah, are there any? Are there any seasons that you would say um, you could skip? So if someone wanted to catch no, no, up, no, don't for, skip any of it. Just it's all of it's one one worth one one watching.
2: One. It's just they split up season two and three. They made out season two and three were two separate seasons when they were clearly one. That's the thing, but when you watch on Netflix it just all plays through, doesn't it? So it doesn't matter.
0: I've really got to get hold of all the Steven Universe series that I didn't watch because apparently that gets really good towards the yeah, end. And Steven
2: Universe is good stuff.
0: Yeah, I've heard the movie's great and I've heard that the um I've heard the film is pretty good.
2: Yeah. But anyway. Bye.
0: Alright, uh, yeah, you can find out at um LV fifty four Space Monkey on Twitter. You can also find him on YouTube as oh, Mellow Gaming and Reacting Sentai Sampai
2: you're really bad at remembering what is it? What is, is it what is it what is it what is it reacting sentai yoparanger Reaction yoparai center. as in yoparai which is alcoholic drunkard uh, you know and mm. I've been informed by Japanese speakers that's a very good pun cool Yeah. Uh, you can find and me it
0: works. at critapocalypse on twitter you can also find Op-i me pie is a good word at critapocalypse on youtube pie
2: is like big breasts cool I should have gone with high <laughs> ranger
0: should I start a blog about running
2: no one cares about running <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one gives a shit about your running the
2: man who brought jogging to the UK died while jogging really yeah yeah the guy who made it a big thing died mean, had what? a heart attack while jogging
0: you mean jogging
2: just like that guy with the Segway who oh, ran, yeah, the died. Segway company went off the edge of a cliff didn't he Segway. also have
0: a motor neuron disease no awesome. that was the guy who, who um, that was the guy who started the ALS challenge <laughs> <laughs> he got diagnosed like as he started caused the- by
2: throwing ice on his head yeah
0: no, he got diagnosed after he started, because he got he started to help someone in his family that had it, and then he got it. Hmm. It's really, like... Ironic. Well, no, it's really weird that that affects Americans more than people in any other country, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Like, it's like...
0: Um, Is it? Yeah, it's a motor neuron disease, like Lou Gehrig's disease. It doesn't affect other countries at the same rate it affects people in America. Probably affects stupid people. It affects racists. Oh, my God, that'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? I'm not a racist, I just have Lou Gehrig's disease.
2: And it's like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit faint, like I might have caught the disease, but some of my best friends are black.
0: <laughs> oh, Why is, is all- it working? This is awful. This is the worst joke. <laughs> oh, I don't like any other Asian food. Oh, I feel weak all of a sudden. <laughs> mm. Yeah, It's a bit spicy for my taste. Oh, it's my like brain. It's a
2: demolition man where they fine you for swearing, but... It's racism and you get a disease. Isn't
0: it really funny that people keep saying, like, oh, that'd be an infringement of our of our rights and all these other things. It's like, why? You don't need to swear to live. Like, I mean, I get it, like, freedom of speech and all that shit, but, like, you don't need to swear to live. It'd be, it'd be weirder if people were, like... It's fun, I'm... though. It is fun. And also, I feel like... Uh, isn't it, like, isn't it... And any
2: punishment that's a fine is just a legal... It makes it legal for rich people. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all. That's, that's what that's all it is, are? yeah. 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 Fuck. This crimes rich people can oh, do. that's depressing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, anyway. Because you could have, like... If you were rich enough, you could pay to have a freedom of speech zone where you could just say whatever you wanted. Just pay the also, price. Also, does that mean that they're always being recorded? Yeah. Ah, so it's like now, with yeah. Alexa. And did you hear that Siri's always recording people that own iPhones?
2: Okay, Google.
0: <laughs> I thought my phone... <laughs> we both looked at our phones at the same time. Fuck. Okay, Google. Ah. Ah! then he recognises my voice I'm fine I'm protected You try You, you try set and, mine you off try, the other day you and, Did I?
2: Yeah When you were just talking about Random bullshit sort of no. thing. Anyway, You try, you try I activating
0: got... my phone quickly
2: No Say don't okay. wanna
0: Say okay Google
2: Okay Google Jimmy Savile put pictures
0: <laughs> Anyway What's your phone got on the screen Oh it's just a screensaver Of a naked can boy Can I press <laughs> the stop button
1: please <laughs> Yes you can <laughs>
2: Because you dragged this out even longer again. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. Bye. Bye. Fuck off.